<laughs> I actually think there was about 12. How many's left? I will finish all the Trady HQ Sundowner leftover sausages by the end of this podcast. That was from Wednesday. How's your volume? Pretty that, good? That was from Wednesday. Was it from Wednesday? No, Wednesday's the sausages. That's all right. My God. You know what? To digress from a theme that we haven't started yet. <laughs> to digress from this laughter. Um, I've been taking the muscle chefs, the my muscle chefs, my master chefs with me to work in my backpack. Yeah. Leaving them in the sun, whatever. Don't even care about them. And then I finally get to them like 10 hours later, chicken and all. Warm. And then I'm just like, microwave, bang, done. The, the, like, the plastic's like not even vacuum anymore. It's yeah. all like slipping around and stuff. And I'm just like, whatever. And then I eat it and it's fine. So, yep. <laughs> Why are you not putting them in the fridge? No, because I'm like riding to sight. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like riding to sight. And it turns out there's no fridge there. So I'm just keeping them in, keep in my back. Yes, there is. Oh, I don't know which site you're on. Yeah, you, what the fuck are you talking about? Where you were today, there's a fridge. Yeah, there's a fridge there. <laughs> I put them in the fridge at Galvin's. Yeah, right. Well, that's a minute 26 that they'll never get back. <laughs> All right, high fives and hugs, episode nine. Episode nine. Episode nine. We've well well and done well and dusty done it. <laughs> <laughs> you need a breather or <laughs> I'm still you need a toothpick. I need a toothpick and I'm high on sausages. <laughs> <laughs> You've eaten seven. <laughs> I don't know what will happen when you get to those big fatty ones. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Like crusty, do fr- like refrigerated fat. All the old oil. <laughs> Rub it all over your face. It's a face mask. Do the whole podcast with Aiden, sausage fat. Five points. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. Um, thanks for bothering to listen. Uh, hey, Elder. Hey, Ro. Missed you this Haven't week. Haven't seen you at all. When was the last time we saw each other? Friday? Last podcast? Last Thursday. What? Thursday was when we did the podcast last. Hmm. Fuck, it's been a week and a bit. Hmm. I thought that something was missing in my life. Yeah. And you were out of you were down in the in the country. Mm. So I wasn't even talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I was well, I mean, I feel like us not talking to each other when I was in Bunbury. Was, was more of a thing of us both being, both being too busy. Yeah. Then, then like, um, ignoring. I wasn't out of reception. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't get fucking Vodafone in Bunbury. <laughs> I knew we should have moved to Telstra. Keep saying it. Um, but anyway, how how are you? How are you, actual? So good. Are you really so chill? Why are you so good? I'm I'm just like. I'm super chill. You, I'm super chill. You're vegetating. Hey. Last time. I'm a bear. Last time you were in this space with me, mm. you were wearing almost exactly the same level of clothing. Nice biggish t-shirt, necklace on, that exact Vans hat, Birkenstocks, and I was wearing exactly what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Bicep, neoprene, suck the sweat out of your hey, shirt. Hey, hey, hey. I was wearing that same thing yesterday. Yeah. I've been wearing the same thing. It seems to be a common theme with when you can do the podcast <laughs> and when I can do the podcast. Okay, sure. I drove back from Bunbury for this podcast. 
On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. <laughs> um, nah, man, I'm just chill. I'm just, I'm really happy. I'm just really chill. Everything's happening that I want to happen. I'm not, I'm not stressed about fucking anything. Right. So you're what? Two week, literally tomorrow is two weeks away from your wedding. Correct. And you're chill. I'm, yeah, I'm chill. The only thing I'm now, ladies and gentlemen, is how you live a fucking good life. Well, if you listen to the last six podcasts, it hasn't been that way. But we've been, yeah, getting, no, we've no, been getting to this point. Well, the point is to figure out your life when it's like you've come to the party for yourself when it's most needed. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, like um, I in October, mm-hmm. I set myself what I thought would be our an unrealistic goal of the weight that I'd get to. Mm, yes. And I'm currently like 0.2 of a kilo away from that. Mm. And I'm two what, weeks away. What was that goal? It was 80. I wanted to get to the 86 mark. Mm-hmm. And what are you currently? 87.2. Oh, wow. You really are 0.2. So yeah. you, if you're 60, 86.9, you'll be happy. If I get to the 86 something kilo mark. As long as there's an 86 in front of it, you're right. Yeah. Nice. And I got two weeks. And weirdly... The last week and a half, two weeks, I've been working a lot. I haven't been training a lot, mm-hmm. um, and but I've still been eating clean and I'm not drinking alcohol, like I'm not eating shit. Mm. Um, I'm drinking all my water and I'm, I've just been living a healthy, happy life rather mm. than trying to stress myself out and I've been losing weight. Mm. Mm. Also, mm. on that, yeah. Um, I've got two things to say about healthy, happy versus mm. versus just healthy. Um, one thing is that I did an experiment while I was in Bunbury. Okay. Where I used my Garmin Phoenix 6S. Yeah. Sponsor us, Garmin. Um, yeah, if I can, mine's, no, mine's still pretty good. I just want a new one because it's scratched now. <laughs> oh, gosh. You, like, just got your. Um, and I recorded myself doing just general labouring. Mm. My calories, and then I recorded my calories sitting in my car for an hour, and I and I set my alarm. So I, I'm such a weirdo. So I set my alarm for exactly an hour from when I was recording it. So my general duties when I was in Bunbury was painting ceiling tiles and then distributing them into like around the room to dry in locations where they would be best be used to put in the roof. Sure, basically, wasn't meant to be doing that, but that's a digressing. I'm not going to bother with that. Um. Yeah, it was like 300 calories an hour, about 300 calories an hour doing that. And then it was 100 calories an hour sitting in my car, mm-hmm. right? So you think about like the average person living an active life, like having an active job, right, versus someone sitting in front of a computer. Like sitting in your car is the equivalent. more healthy. Well. But three times more. Yeah. Well, 200% more. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's. Dub, double in a bit. Well, yeah, it's three times as much. I think that was. I, that, I was like, oh man, like that. Yeah, this you can count. You can count. I've been working this on this idea of a new program that I want to put together. Mm. I was talking to G about it last night. A bit of a a bit of a happiness program. Right. Trademark. No. No. Um. But I want to build it, like, I want to take the learnings that you and I have had, mm. right? Because as I'll go into later, 
I've really enjoyed the hard program. But it's not... There's a time and a place for it. Mm. And if your life's already full of stress... <laughs> it adds another level of stress. It adds another level of stress. Yeah, 100%. But you, I, I, I mean, I think the program is good for when you need a discipline kick, when you need to like go, okay, well, it's a challenge, isn't it? Yes. Challenges aren't meant to be... Challenges aren't sustainable, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, and so I'm, that's why I'm like, yeah, I might do that. I'm, I'm probably going to do the challenge once a year to, you know, give myself that, discipline that kick, kick of discipline, discipline, that kick of, you know, keeping my body and my health and stuff at a certain point, mm. you know, um, and, yeah, gauging it that way rather than, I mean, the other day you were saying that you might do like two months on, two months off, two months on, two months off, and I don't know if that's a good thing for the stress but this happiness thing i'm interested about because i'm the i'm in the same mindset where like it'd be good to kind of build a program that like incorporates you know how you got like 10 pages a day Mm. four liters of water Mm. training twice a day or for an hour and a half or something like that you know maybe incorporating something that goes okay you need to burn this many calories this week right you need to see a new friend this week right you need to um (laughs) yeah you are You are exactly on the same page as me. <laughs> it, it, it's like, um, yeah, the, like see a new friend this week, you yeah. know, and then like go to that and then like a Saturday task. Like as I was thinking about making like a month and like planning, a, like vaguely planning a month. Mm. So it's like Monday to Friday you do like 10 pages, an hour of exercise a day, like not 2.45, just an hour of exercise a day. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't matter how you do it. Yeah. Like you just do an hour a day. Yeah. Right. You don't drink alcohol. That's cool. Um, you drink your four liters of water, yeah. three liters of water, or whatever you, we work it out to be something nicer. And but then like also like Saturday today you're going to visit a body of water that you like walk around a body of water that you haven't seen met, seen before. Yeah, just like visit, and then like the next Saturday I'll be like this week you this Saturday you're going to plan to visit a friend that you haven't seen in in a while mm. and that you know that you miss. Like mm. just like stuff like that. That's like a little bit of like a direction. For people, mm, yeah, yeah, to be like, I don't, I just want someone to tell me how to make me better. You know what I mean? I don't want to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I just want someone to tell me, and I'm like, I'm like, I think that you and I have the skill set to create that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think we're good at it. Well, I know it? that one thing for sure is that in the last, well, probably since the program started, for that first seventy-five days, with work and with trying to do the program, I didn't have enough time for me and Danny, you know, mm. how are you meant to uphold your friend, friend friendships with like other people if like you're in this program that doesn't allow f- like that uh, with a busy schedule doesn't allow that, you know, that time. Mm. Um, but I think with a, with a more catered happiness program, mm. happy, healthy program sort of mm. thing, you know, incorporating the good things that are sustainable from, 75 hard and then allocating like that more adventure stuff and that more like the more like maybe connection and adventure, Mm. adding two things into the program that are like based around those things, Mm. you know, Mm. like each week giving yourself like say you might say say it is an hour a day and the water reading, um, water reading, hour a day. 
What else did you There's say? not really much to it. <laughs> yeah, no, well, what, like, did I, what did I add to it? Oh, you said on a Saturday you go do something else. But like instead of making it, you could like kind of scale it back a bit, make it a bit more free mm. and say like, you know, once a week, or if you can't, like you need to burn this many calories in a week, mm. for example, mm. cal- like calculate it through your workouts and then maybe on the last day you're like, oh, I've got to do a lot this lot today, you mm. know. Um, but then have like an adventure token, which is like, Go and see something you haven't seen before. Yeah, or, and, and, and but gives gives some people some some vague a bit of a bit of direction, like well, you could go to the highest point in your city. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like or, that kind yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could do like um, earth, wind, water, fire. You could do like each week, right? Is like a different style of outdoors. So you could do like go to the bush, go to the ocean, go to the um, Go to the city. I don't know. <laughs> go to the bush, go to the ocean, go to the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Jump out of a plane. Um, but, yeah, cool. Yeah. So I, I, I want to, yeah, again, I'm a busy man. <laughs> when I will get the time, I still haven't finished my video of my Esperance trip, so the chances of me getting the time to put that piece, but I am planning on putting something like that together and I would love your input. Well, considering you just I've had an idea, then my brain went, blah, 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 yeah, blah, and you're thing. like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's us too, to a, to a teaspoon. <laughs> Um, but I think as well, like that connection-based thing, Mm. there's so many of our pals that I'm like, I need to allocate some time to that person. Mm. But then, you know, everyone's a busy schedule. Everyone's got a busy schedule. It was much easier when we were younger. And, you know, we all had, you know, if we did nine to fives and then it was from Friday afternoon until Monday morning, Sandwich. everyone was all together and it was just like Party big time. weekends, like, yeah, you know, big traveling or whatever we're doing, you know. Yeah. And then and then as, as we get older, we get kids and, you know, uh, partners and different things that are happening in our lives and, you know, our, our focus shifts. But you can't, um, you can't let those relationships just become, you know, like they'll always be there. You know, you need to oh, well, yeah, continually they- nurture them. Yeah, you know, and that's something that I, because I've been prioritizing myself, mm. and that's been taking up a lot of my time mm. and business and my home life and so mm. on. I've been neglecting that aspect of my life mm. big time. So yeah, I think it, that'd be cool. Adding yeah, well, I was thinking about it after you actually, you know, more specifically, and sorry to everyone to drone on about this, but now that I think about it, after your wedding, because that's when we're finishing fifty hard. Mm-hmm. I want to create a new one for like then, you know, give myself some slack. Yeah. Have a couple of weekends on the beers and. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, maybe, and then create something. Maybe a bender or two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the world holds for me. But then create something that I can be like, this is a little bit, a little bit difficult. Like it'll definitely involve the five minute journal, you know, like. Right. Right. Oh, one of the things I was like, I was like, you know, spend half, like one of the things I thought of in the show was like spend half an hour writing about some of your favourite things that you, that happened to you in your childhood. Like from cataloging zero, from zero to ten. That, yeah. That's it. Like don't know anything about it. Don't even keep it if you don't want to. But just spend ten minutes writing, a fi- sorry, half an hour writing about your childhood. How cool would that be? Yeah. and then Because you of, I mean, the further we get along in our life, yeah, the further we're going to get remember those things. Yeah. Like I go out for lunch with my pop and he's got a, for 85, he's got a, 
I thought he was 86. He's 85. For 85, he's got a killer memory. Yeah. Like he was talking to me the other day when I went to his house last Sunday about how he was four down at the river with his brothers and this is in um, Liverpool, I think it's called, in um, New South Wales. Uh-huh. Liverpool, Rossmore, Rossmore and something. Um, and his brothers were older than him and they were swimming in the river and he wasn't allowed to. And they were they were swimming across the river and Pop was like, well, I'm not going to sit here on the bank and just watch. And then dove in the river and he remembers all of this and he was telling me about how he beat all his brothers across the river and they were already swimming across the river. Pop was like the best swimmer in. His... I thought you were going to tell me but, a but... story of how your, your Pop jumped in at four and then started drowning and they rescued him. No, no, he was absolute Thorpey. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, powered across the river and he was like explaining like that whole thing and I was like, you're 85. That was 81 years ago. How do you remember that? You know? How does he remember that? But um, I don't know, maybe made it up. But <laughs> maybe I mean he's your granddad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like I mean, every time we go for lunch and stuff, he has really cool stories that he talks about from when he was younger, or even from when he was like in his twenties, and like going to shows and like him and his mates jumping in a car and driving like to Wollongong or to the Gong or wherever, like some you know where the Beatles were playing or something was like going on in Sydney and stuff, and like their weekends and so on. I'm like. Fuck, it's great that you remember all that stuff. But, you know, you can – it's only those interactions that I have with him where I, I have those stories, mm. you know, mm. and I'd love to know more if mm. he had a journal or if my non-non had a journal. And you could read it. Back. And I could just read back, like, these memories of him, mm. them as kids and, like, different things that happened. Like, there's stories that they have that I don't really know that well but I know – the crux of it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what happened with my nonna during the war? Mm-hmm. Like what my what, my nonna being on the run at nine on the war by himself because he got displaced from his family. That story is only a memory of mine from him telling me that. Mm. But if it was written, yes, that'd be fucking awesome. Yes. Because I'd be able to sit there and read the, like, the childhood or the, you know, you know, the life of my granddads yeah or my father even you know yeah. so it'd be really cool for to start this now yeah well i mean well, hang on, hang on. Now, that's what the podcast, have grand- the podcast is that that's what <laughs> yeah. it is We're, they should have had a podcast the lazy fucks yeah but you're not going to sit here and talk about your childhood oh, mate, i mean we'll you have were- a childhood episode i don't know yeah, but what you were saying before, I yeah, think it'd be yeah, cool yeah. to start cataloging those memories and stuff because you will forget them mm. oh, and then and, you oh, won't well, talk about them on this you yes, know, platform Con- concur, so. and also it's not for it's not. I'm talking, and also for those who would be interested in doing this challenge that we invent, mm. um, it's for them. Like you know, like people who are listening that exactly. don't have podcasts. You know, like yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Start your own, or alternatively, um, and then like another thing I was thinking was like, actually, I've got a really good go go back through like you know spend like another one like a different day you know. Um, spend like half an hour going back through all the negative relationships you've had in your life, not just partners, but mm-hmm. like any, any like whether it's been, um, you know, it could be family members, friends, whatever, anything that's like had a negative turn or whatever mm. and go back through those relationships and find your favourite thing about that relationship and just write it down. Interesting. I thought that was going to go somewhere different then. I thought you were going to say... <laughs> Go through those bad relationships and write them an open letter. No, 
find out, find out what was bad and then address it with them. <laughs> no, no, no. no but so you know like, how that thing happened between us? Yeah. I just wanted to, you know. I just want to let you know that I'm so upset about it. <laughs> I've been yeah. thinking about it. And uh, <laughs> I know it was 15 years ago, but. Some guy on the internet told me to talk to you about it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> these people on the internet telling Sorry us Sorry I stabbed it. you with a pencil in grade four. Still, still got the lady in my arm. I do. Um, Bitch. No, but in, you know, like. Yeah, that's just another example of what I was so, thinking. I'm keen to um, put this thing together. Yeah, it's, I think it'll be nice. Is a program the right word for it, though? I've always been interested in adventure therapy. Ooh. And, sorry. Ooh. <laughs> um, and to be honest, if we, like, I was thinking about it this week, really, like, drive to Bunbury and stuff, I was like, you know, if we didn't have a business that I was really proud of, which I am really proud of it, so it doesn't matter, mm. but if I didn't, I would probably go, I would probably consider doing like being like an adventure therapist oh, yeah, do you know what I mean where I'm like hey it's oh, oh, you've you, like I'm gonna take you on a wild journey of self-discovery and throw you out of a plane and then we're gonna go camping in the wilderness you know what I mean like Sick. you know and, yeah, then, yeah. and then probably have like a bit of a psychology like have done some counseling studies or whatever that back me up to be able to have deep conversations with people about what's going on sure. and show them how to like reinvigorate themselves to Woo! get the best out of life <laughs> that's sick anyway but yeah but this is this could this couldn't be the beginning of that that's not that this is its own thing yeah yeah, yeah. i just had this um visual blast in my mind hmm. of us giving our friends like this like you know like a zine oh like no, a, little, a zine a little zine so yeah. like a little like a six a six magazine a six little like paper fucking staple booklet, mm. right, that has like three months worth of like like do like a three-month thing mm. and you do three months of this mm. and then, you know, you have all your little tick boxes, which is like the thing for each day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? Yeah. And then yeah. like a little note like it behind each week or something is like a note. Yeah. Like a room for notes and you can just, you know, yeah. Record your high five of the week, or yeah. you know. Well, well, yeah. I mean, actually, high fives and hugs. <laughs> exactly. That's the program, baby. Um, yeah, and like, look, the day, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, might just be like, or Monday, Tuesday, might just be like, just the basic things you have to do, like you know, exercise yeah, yeah. for an hour, don't drink alcohol, whatever, right? But then, like, but then Wednesday might be bonus, and then it might, like, and then today you're also going to do this one thing, and this one thing is going to be sit down for half an hour and write about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's not like pressure. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like I've got to do a new thing every day on top of all this stuff. It's yeah, just yeah. like, well, I know, mean, set like, Wednesday night aside to do this thing. Even like, even when I started writing, and I was as soon as I started writing, I think I had this conversation with you. I was like, bro, there's places in Perth, and there he goes for another sausage. Well, that's the fatty one. <laughs> oh, fucking get it in you. <laughs> yeah, chew that down. Oh, that's a good sausage. <laughs> I'm so gross. I'm so hungry. Um, I'm gonna watch you eat that whole box. Eh? Mm-hmm. I haven't had a single sausage. Um, but when I first started writing, I was like, bro, there's so many places in Perth that I've driven past, and if I had a looked right or looked writing, the- Did you say yeah, writing? Yeah, yeah, writing. Sorry, I thought you said writing. There's so many places in Perth that I've written, I've written and gone. I've never even been here before. Mm-hmm. Like this place is sick, or this place is like, you know, how have I not seen this? Right, I drive, right. I drive like ten meters from here. Have done for the last fourteen months. Like, how have I never seen this part of Perth? You know, mm-hmm. and riding alone gives mm-hmm. you that like 
knowing about knowing more about where you come from and right. knowing about more about your heritage, you know. <laughs> Going down to the Mawson Park and just getting to know the trees. <laughs> I've named them all. Gregatha. <laughs> yeah. But, um I like it, bro. Yeah, sorry, back on the but back to I've been consuming food and drinking water whilst you've been talking about biking. Right, biking, writing, but I could, I would, what I would like to hammer home for anyone listening that get a pushy, get a get a fucking bike, yeah, and ride around mm. and just choose a different direction every day. Riding's so easy; it's so easy, it's enjoyable, um, you, and you know, as you said, I come home and I'm like, I just went past this power station down by the river I didn't even know existed. Mm. You know what I mean? Or, I just saw this. Did you know that if you go down this street, there's like a, like in this odd area, there's like all of a sudden all these houses that are very regal and colonial and like, you know, they're just like, what are they used for? You know, and you just see all this stuff and you're like, what the fuck? This is Perth. I didn't know this suburb existed. I hope people don't think we're like full on lycra cyclists. <laughs> Lycralists? No, yeah, no, no, no. No, you won't. Usually you're in your work boots. <laughs> yeah, I, ride, I do ride to work. In my work boots. I also like to wear myself a pair of Air Maxes. Air Max? Did I get that right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Nike. Nike. Graph taggers. <laughs> <laughs> Tag runners. What's my home? Yeah. If you ever see the tag around, fat charity. I like the idea. Ever see the so, Woodvale sign out the, out the front that says fat charity on it? That was me, bro. Someone's going to do that and you're going to get dobbed in. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'll do it and dob you in. Um, this adventure thing, thinking about it. This is taking a hole. I love it. I love it. We didn't even, this is not even, in, this is not even in the notes. Fuck the notes. Fuck the agenda. <laughs> We're going um, off script. <laughs> um, it'd be funny if someone actually saw the notes. It's about six dot points, six to 12 dot points usually. Yeah. Which is good for keeping some sort of, you know, agenda. agenda. Yeah. Crew agenda meeting. Otherwise, you might find us talking for 26 minutes, 19 about random about things. design that, that we haven't built yet. <laughs> built. <laughs> just another thing, just another fucking thing, Dylan. Added to all these fucking shiny toys. That's what I was saying, man. I was like, well, if I didn't have this thing that I already fucking loved, you know what I mean? Let's, get, let's, so. give, it, let's, let's give ourselves another reason not to catch up with someone. <laughs> oh, hang on. The book told me I can now. That's okay. I can go. Um, Remember that thing we were talking about the other day and it was like the... 38 questions or the... 36 love questions. That's the one. The questions that I have not yet spoken to Georgia about, but I was planning on doing tonight. Interesting. Very good. So one of the questions is, right, is what is your... I I might be getting this wrong, but from... That's okay. We've gotten most of the things we've said wrong on this podcast. Is what is your greatest achievement? And now I'm looking at you with a very blank look because I'm shook because I'm like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> so that came up when me and Danny were doing it. We're passing the phone back and forth and to answer, ask questions, right? Because if you are like, obviously if I ask it, she answers. But when we're doing it, we're passing back and forth so that each other had the opportunity to answer first, sure. right? Yeah. And she asked the question, what is your greatest achievement? Oh, falling in love with you, obviously. <laughs> there's, only one, there's only one right answer to that question, but go on. Um, so, but the question. Oh, okay. Currently. Here we are. What is your greatest achievement? Oh, 
The one that springs to mind, mm. which which I don't think probably, I'd need more time, mm. but in this quick hot shot, quick fire question, yep. um, the whole process of us, a couple of 20-something-year-old boys, even bothering to raise money to go to India and Nepal and then going and achieving that, is still my greatest achievement. I think it's because, and it's so funny because was it barely, wasn't even a lot of it wasn't even a lot of money. I know it was eight grand. Well, eight it was grand. a lot for us then. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, like, I'd never had eight grand in the bank at the time, and then all of a sudden we were like, oh, eight grand, cool, let's go. Spend. Anyway, we've done that. <laughs> yeah. We've done that. Episode three or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go have a look, um, or two, whatever. Sure. Um, it's the one high fives and hugs episode number on. High fives and hugs. <laughs> That's yeah. what the episode's called. Um, I think the reason it stands out is because, one, I'm, one, we were young and we and it was like, it was the biggest, um, there was the, it was the biggest rate of change. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. we went from being a couple of young kids running it and then decided to run a nightclub, raise money, and then go to India and Nepal. And, like it's like yeah, such yeah. a... Like the between the time the idea was conceived and the time we did it was like short and quick and it just fucking happened. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah. And, like, and then we made a massive impact in a short period of time. Yeah. Um. Whereas the reason I can't, the reason it's harder to reflect on what we're doing now, mm. not now as in the podcast, but just now in general, yeah, is because we're in it. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? We're yeah. in the thing. You know, like, oh, uh, a lot of our, you know, we have a lot of employees and we've paid out a few million dollars in wages. Okay. It doesn't have the same punch and yeah, it's yeah, harder sure. to feel when you're doing it. Yeah. What's your greatest achievement? Um, mine was when I met you across the road. My, <laughs> um, mine was on my first backflip. No, it wasn't. Uh, Selfish. Mine was um, starting and running my own business and doing that for 10 years this year. Yeah, great. So you you actually you, what you've done is managed to take yourself out of it for a second and look in on it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Um, hey, my greatest my greatest achievement is cyclists. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. Hundred yeah. percent. Can I change mine? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But like, um, I guess I agree. I agree that yours is. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because both the things we mentioned we both did together. Yeah. So it's just a matter of perception. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, I think that – I think maybe I'm not – I could be wrong. So if there's any gold medalists out there or whatever, hit me up. But like, hit me up, Dylan underscore splat. Um, <laughs> but I feel like when you think of your greatest achievement and obviously you've done a thing, I feel like most people, and I could be wrong, maybe most people think like you, but – you like look at the thing when you think of achievement, and then you look at the thing that you're not doing. Like it's like a what do you mean? What's an achievement? Well, um, you're currently still achieving that thing. Sure, you know. Whereas, yeah, like, yeah. if you think of an achievement, you're like, what's the thing I did that I miss doing the most? Sure, sure, I'm, sure. That's like the yeah, how yeah. you measure what your greatest achievement was is the yeah. thing you're not doing now that you miss the most. Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's how people feel like when they're like, um. I won a gold medal and now I am a parent. Yeah. Like, and it's like, what's your greatest achievement? Winning gold or, or being the parent? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to like step out of it to, you know. I think, I think for me, 
why I chose our business, our cyclists, our cyclists, is because nice way of saying it. Um, I never thought that I'd be a business owner. Mm. I never thought that I. I guess that's probably how I, you know, went through my school life and came out of school and so on. And I was like, I'm probably not going to be a successful business owner and I'm probably not going to work for myself. You probably never even thought that that was an option. Well, I used it as drive because like dad, I must've been like 16 or something. And dad had said to me, me and dad were having a conversation. I was talking about, I was still in school, obviously still in year 11. I think this was in year 11 when I was like trying to get out of doing TE in year 12 and like just chill out in year 12, like and stop doing hard study. Um, stop trying. Pretty much. Um, just take a, take, a, take a step back, you know. Uh, uh, you know. Being 16 is hard. <laughs> take a step back. But and then me and Dad work on my graffiti career. <laughs> <laughs> me and Dad were having a conversation, and he was like, "Look, um, and this and this is his advice coming from the fact that this has worked for him, and he's happy." Yeah, yeah my dad's yeah. a fucking happy man. Oh, he is. He is. I can care. Um, and he's like, "Look, as long as you've got a job that pays, puts a roof over your head, food on the table, and keeps your family happy, you'll be a happy man." He goes, you'll probably always work for someone and always get told what to do. But as long as those other things happen, you know, that's all you need in life. And I was like, okay. But, and obviously he was giving me advice based on the fact that. He's happy. He's happy. He's always had a roof over his head. He's always had food on the table for him and his family and his family's happy and he's happy. And that other stuff, you know, like he didn't need to be. That's all he needed. You know what I mean? I think your your dad somehow avoided the rat race. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he avoided the part of like where whether it was high school or his childhood or whatever it did whatever it was, but he avoided the part where like people were judgmental of what you were worth. Do, do you know what I mean? Like and all of a sudden it was like his feeling of happiness is very intrinsic, your dad's. Mm. You know, like it comes from his heart. It has nothing to do with the way the world views him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He just loves being him and he loves his family. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? And he's family like, man, and, and he loves his mates and he loves doing shit with his mates. But yeah, like, yeah. he's like, that's cool. That's what I like doing. That's, that's yeah. that. He avoided the like, he avoided the part where like his self-worth was attached to how much he'd achieved. Yeah, yeah. Then again... A lot of people are not, a lot of people, he has different values to us as well. Mm. Yeah. But I used that advice, Yeah. right, and I kind of turned it on its head and I was like, I, and at that age I was like, I understand that he's trying to give me advice for me to be like go and I think he didn't want me to try and do something too crazy and then end up like, a, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he wanted me to be, he wanted me to be, uh, successful and happy, but didn't want me to try and go do something too crazy that I wasn't going to like. I was going to end up living at home until I was forty-five. Mm, yeah, <laughs> no, fair. Um, I guess maybe I don't know, but mm. I I use that advice to be like, fuck that. I will be my own boss. 
mm. I'll work for someone else for the rest of my life. Like mm. I'll be my own boss. And I, that's what he said. He goes, you won't wake up every day wanting to go to work. You have to get up every day to go to work so you can pay for your house and your food and your family, you know. Not every day you're going to jump out of bed. And I was like understanding that that's where he's that's where he was at, you know. Mm. He didn't jump out of bed. He just yeah. did what he needed to do to have the other things in life, yeah. right? And I use that and I, I've held that with me from when I was 16 that yeah. I was like, fuck that. I will enjoy every day that I get up and go do what I do yeah. and I'll do it for myself. Yeah. And if that means I have to be my own boss, well, fucking here we are. Yeah. You know? Episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> Finally doing something worth doing, eh? <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Now that's that's um you oh, the, I was talking about this, I can't remember who it was with I think it was with Georgia yesterday. Um you are the, you every oh what's the words I'm trying to look for? People can say, act and do things towards you, mm. right? Yeah. And you can take that information and either be the thing that they've said or be the opposite of it. Sure. Act the way yeah, or yeah. act the opposite of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And your dad's accidentally influenced you into becoming like a Well, very that's why loose. I think my greatest achievement in how I feel is the fact that at 16 I went, okay, I'm. this is, this is my logic right now. You know, I want to wake up excited to go to work every day. I want to be my, if that means being my own boss, I want to be my own boss, you know, and do my own thing. Mm. And I think that's my achievement because at that young age, I didn't know fuck all about, you know, work really. Mm. I'd had a few jobs, but I didn't know like what it was to be outside of school and dependent on yourself, you know. And so to to then be there, I'm like, fuck, like, this thought process that I had at that age, I've, I'm there. Do you think your dad's proud of you? Fuck yeah. Yeah. He, I don't know. I don't think he understood what we did initially. Right. Like for the first probably two years, three years of me and you doing our thing, mm-hmm. we weren't really doing, we weren't doing what we're doing now. Right. Obviously it was a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't understand it. You know, he, I don't think he saw, and he was probably right, but like us doing club nights and doing deep, like running like shows and DJing and doing all this other shit, he was like, "What are you doing? This is yeah, this isn't a lifestyle, you know. This is a, oh, well, this is a lifestyle. It's not a career, you yeah. know. Obviously, we had a different mindset. Mm. We were building something, mm. an empire, um, empire. Makadakashi." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I used you to know. be a little Japanese man. <laughs> well, explain this. <laughs> um, but then when we started, you know, doing these bigger shows and then, you know, having all these crew, like, you know, building our crew numbers and then, you know, as as our business, like, we started doing shows for bands that he used to go to, you know, like started going at like. On tour. Saying, well, we were going, he was already, he was already, you know. He was there then. Yeah, yeah. He was on the ship. By the time we're going to and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it took for us to be like, I think when we started getting busy and he saw me and you like 
flat out busy and he, he got proud then going like, oh, these guys are actually I think it's just doing more, something. Probably sustainability. Once he saw sustainability, he was like, yeah. Oh, these guys are working 110 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's when, it's when, it's when you're, um, I'm assuming mm. it's when, when his perception of what work is aligns with what your perception of what, of what your actuality of what work is. Yeah. So he's like, work hard, get out of bed, et cetera, et cetera. And then, and then this whole career of like running nightclubs and the lifestyle and all that, that, that was all us learning how to do business. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It was like meeting people and figuring out how to make money and how to send invoices and how to, what we wanted to do and <laughs> just numbers. Um, and then it got to a point where like you'd got the business to a, we, we had got the business to a point where now you're working like he's working. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And like he understands the like, you're going through the same ebbs and flows as what he goes through as yeah. far as like providing and stuff. And so yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, wow, these guys are a real business. Holy shit. Because you're doing the same thing as him. It's just you're doing it for yourself now. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my dad, I mean, it was only a few years ago, like recently when my dad was like, oh, holy shit, these guys are a real business. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, man, I've been trying to tell you that this whole time. <laughs> Come on. Mum, on the other hand, did your mum, your mum understood at all the whole time? Yeah, yeah. Well, mum's always trying to kind of kind of push for me to do something <coughs> different and be different. Yeah. From when I was a kid, she was always just like, "Be different, do yeah, something sure. different." Yeah. Throw your um chalk chill out of the window. Go for it. <laughs> um, <coughs> Paula, <laughs> she didn't do it. No. <laughs> I remember we were sitting in her car and you did it. You just threw a fucking chalk chill carton out of the window. We were like. 14 and I and your mum just let you do it and I was like I sat in the back and I was like what the fuck I think she didn't want to say anything to embarrass me because I was making a friend <laughs> embarrassing Australia with your bloody car yeah. sorry, was, sorry the first mention of your mum was that she let you throw the litter out the window mate she comes sorry, to my Paul. house and goes what are you doing with that don't no you can recycle that yeah, and no, then takes my recycling hey, look she's a lovely she's a Beautiful moral woman. I'm not trying to take that away from her. Did your mum understand yeah, yeah, yeah. the business? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Mums yeah. do, don't they? They do. Yeah, proud mums with their sons, oldest sons. <laughs> That's the thing, eh? Gotta love them. Gotta love them, honestly. They have like literally no one cares about me and you more than them two. I don't think so. You think I'm wrong? Uh, no, no, I'm, I, no. I, I, oh, you agree? Yeah, yeah. You agree? I was like, oh, no, I don't think you're right, actually. <laughs> The guys from the vet store next door, they care about us a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, sick. Mm. Cool. Little family trip tree. Quite nice, wasn't it? Yeah. So, well, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for asking. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was about to get there. Yeah. Back on the, okay, so your greatest achievement, right, mm. is is what you just mentioned. Yes. Yeah. What is... What is the craziest do thing? You just get out the love questions and just ask them to me. No, you do that with your, you. Do that with your missus. Yeah, I will. You do that with your lady. Go on. You do that with your lady mate. <laughs> Sorry. Imagine Sorry had, about Aldo Georgia. Imagine if you had mates and lady mates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lady mates. Hey, I'm gonna hang out with my lady mates. What are you doing? No, anyway, no, I was not getting into that. Shrug. I'm just trying to think, like. No, no. Okay, let's move on from that. What is your <laughs> <laughs> What is the craziest thing you've ever done? The craziest thing I've ever done. Yeah. 
Do you have one f- now? I'm going to answer, but do you have one for me? I don't have one for you. You've got one for you. I, so, I don't even know if I've got one for me. Okay. There's the craziest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And then there's the and then there's the closest dumbest experience thing. to oh. death oh, that right, I've had, right. and okay. they're similar. Okay. So the craziest thing I've ever done, which was by choice, yeah, is getting my skydiving license. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jumping out of a plane at sixteen thousand feet Under, in my own control. Yeah. yeah. Superman in that hoe. That's it. That's me. <laughs> Superman hoe. Skyward splat. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, the near, the closest to death I came was when it was then a, like five years before I got my skydiving license when I went skydiving the first time with Civi. Oh. And I came and I jumped out of the plane and they hadn't taught me how to fucking skydive at all. You and, I was, and I was just tumbling like a knocked out Dragon Ball Z character towards the ground having no idea what was going on. And they had to like fly down to me and level me out. That was dumb. <laughs> that's crazy. Yes, yeah, I've done a lot of crazy shit, but that's that's peaking. Mm. Yeah. Well, what's yours? What's the craziest thing you've ever done? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to kind of separate. Like, I feel like the craziest thing you've ever done shouldn't be the closest you've been to death, unless you put yourself in a situation that was like that was close. You know what I mean? Mm. I think craziest experience and the craziest thing you've ever done, you know, that's where it's different. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if you say, for example, us forward driving and rolling your forward drive out and water corpse old sand dunes, old Alchemist. Yeah, yeah, that actually happened. For example, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> we that was a, that was oh, I wasn't close to death. <laughs> that's a bit far out but um you know a situation where like you've been close to death by someone else's actions or move you know yes it's a crazy thing that's happened to you but yeah craziest thing you've ever done is something i think you've by choice yeah 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 yeah. what's the sign a crazy experience you've had yeah is like what's happened to me and what's happened because of my environment and then what's the craziest thing i've ever done is like i did a triple backflip on a motorbike (laughs) Off a house roof, and I've never ridden a motorbike before. <laughs> I'm not trying to get it crazier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so have you figured it out? I don't know what my, the craziest thing I've ever done is. I don't know. Okay. I think I think Everest going to Everest Base Camp is is springing to mind, but it's not. I think that's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a fine line because yeah. that's kind of like the craziest experience you've ever had. Yeah, but it's not the craziest thing I've ever done. <sighs> I don't know. I've stay tuned. I don't know. Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm disappointed that you brought that up and then didn't have one for me. Well, that's why I'm trying to. I'm, try, I'm trying to try to converse about it. Trying to. I'm trying to have conversation about it so I can, you know, figure out okay. what the craziest thing I've ever done is. Okay. Um. Was that you that jumped off the second story of? <laughs> no, that was. Damn it. Um. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Craziest thing that's ever happened to me. What was cancer? It was cancer. Yeah, that's about, yeah. That's totally fair. That was flat out. Yeah. But the craziest thing I've ever done. Oh craziest thing I've ever done is probably spending six months in India. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Which encapsulates fair. the or India and Nepal, which yeah, encapsulates you're... that um that 
track. You literally immersed yourself in a different, in a completely different culture for six months. That was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It is. It, it really is. I think. Yeah. I think that we're there. The craziest thing I've ever done was Immerse backpack through India and Nepal for six months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you were like. I tried to say that on the way back from Aspirin to Georgia, I was like, you don't understand how 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 crazy it is to <laughs> to do, like, oh, I only went for three months, but to immerse yourself in a different culture for that long. Like, only, only the people that do it can know, like, there's nothing like it. So only the people that do that. Mm. You know, I've been to Europe. I've been to America. I've been to South America. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I've been all over the places and to immerse yourself in India and Nepal and maybe another, um, any other third world country, I'm sure, maybe Africa, I'm not sure, but to, to, to really become a part of that society, six months is fuck all. And I'm not, I, mean, oh, yeah, I don't mean no, that uh, like uh, rudely to you. What I mean is like, you know, imagine five years or yeah, exactly. your life or whatever, Yeah, yeah. you know, but until you live in a different area like that and then for a period of time, for a period of time, then you're like, whoa, <laughs> it's nuts. And then you come back and it's cliche. You just have such appreciation. Oh, but you, but so you much motivation. I got Motivation is fair, yeah. Which was interesting because um, me and Kurt obviously saw the end of the trip out together. That was a weird noise. <laughs> my mouth was open. I didn't. That wasn't anything. That was Your just like throat spoke. My throat went. Don't say it. <laughs> um, no. So me and Kurt saw the end of the trip out, and at the end of the trip, we're leaving India to go to Thailand to meet all of you guys, all our team, all the A team. Your mates, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. A team. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't like the cycles crew. It no, was, it was your friends. It didn't even exist then. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, jeez, it did exist, but like our team, like anyway, mm. leaving India, and I was like full of motivation to get back to Perth because for six months while I was on the road, despite the fact that I worked in a factory. What I told people I did, which I wasn't lying about, I owned a business with you and we did club nights and gigs and stuff like that. Uh, and we'd worked on a couple of festivals. Mm-hmm. But when people asked me what I did, I was like, I run an events company. You identified as that. Yeah. And I was like, and I got home. Oh, and then towards the end of the trip, I was like, like looking around, like spending that long in that country and then knowing that coming back to Perth, after six months there and seeing how, like, understanding how much opportunity we have back here at home and just, like, what we could achieve and what was capable, what we could, you know, what we could do here, I was, like, just invigorated to be, like, I can't wait to get home and fucking really get this business. Yeah, yeah, you know, really get this business going, you know. I've got something good there. I've been saying for the last six months that that's what I do and – Although I wasn't lying, I felt like I was lying to myself because I didn't do it full time and I didn't do it full hog. Mm. You know, I was like, mm. that, yeah. So it was really cool being like at the end of the trip, sorry, me and Kurt, I was like excited, motivated to get home. Mm. I was like, you know, just invigorated. And Kurt was like, I could stay here for another six months. Like, I don't feel like I've got my thing to go back home to, you know? Mm. 
obviously not saying family friends or anything like that, but like yeah, in yeah, terms of yeah, like yeah. in terms of like a, a, a gut, initial like a, purpose, yeah. you know, yeah. like what's Northern my, Star, so to speak. What's what's my, yeah? What's my what's my green light when I get back home? Like he was like, I, I just want to stay here. Like I don't want the trip to end. But I was at that point, I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to come over and and smash my goals out. Yeah, and get it in. Make a life for myself. Mm. Yeah, it's a good. That's funny. Why? Well, both of our greatest achievements were caused by the same trip. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? That's crazy. Mm. Mm. You and me are meant to be together. No, you you and I um, need to, we need to. The world is our oyster. I'm going to try and sell you something right now. Listen to me, Elders. I'm all ears. Over the next Can't five, hear anything else because I've got headphones <laughs> Over the next five years, we're going to release an app. Who knows where that'll take us? We're going to have wives and kids. Who knows where that'll take us? <laughs> Houses, mortgages, maybe not mortgages. You know, whatever. Yeah, a lot of light, a lot of quintessential things are going to get in the way, mm. right? And it's very easy for us to be like, I have responsibilities to this now, like those things that we've just yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I think that we wouldn't. I think that we wouldn't have lived our best lives as individuals. Mm. I don't mean separately, but I mean like me as me. Yeah, yeah. And you as you. Yeah without going and giving another crack at another another thing like that another another yeah whether it's whether it's providing services or not as in like help or not probably would knowing us but to go and like be somewhere else for 3 months and i don't mean i don't mean queensland i don't mean new york like yeah, I, I, you somewhere know, i mean like somewhere deep <laughs> somewhere deep yeah yeah somewhere deep yeah. Just one more time. Oh, hard. You know? Hard. Uh, I think that we should. Big time. Yeah, we should plan to do that. Like, I think I mentioned, have I mentioned already about like my cousin Daniel's doing the Pacific Crest trial? The yeah, Pacific it's like six Crest months. trial. Six, six month trial from, uh, I believe, from Mexico to Canada. Well, and. Yeah. Know, well, I'm just going to say like, like he's. 35, 35 yeah. going on 36, just turned 36, you know, him and his partner have gone to do that. Now that, that for him is like a, that's like an Everest for him. Sure. You know what I mean? That's like a, well, you only live once and I'm not getting younger, so yeah, yeah, you better yeah. smash it out. You know, previously that w- would have been for him like a, yeah, I'll one day. And it, and then it never happens for some people. It never happens. But for him, he was like, no, fuck it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. I'm, I guess what I'm saying is like, let's, let's do it's a, it's gonna to be tough. Let's fucking do it. Yeah, well, that was five years ago. Yeah, because like we got back, and I had this motivation and invigoration from looking at all the lost opportunity that I had in Perth. Sorry, all the missed opportunities I had in Perth, and I was like, "Fuck it!" And I quit my job, and for about nine months, Danielle pretty much like paid my way. I was only making money on like 
the one or two shows I was playing each week, which mm. was cool. It was like it's about, I don't know, 100 bucks a night or something just mm-hmm. for an hour. Mm. Just easy money, 100 bucks for an hour to play. And then that was just kind of like my money getting me through. And luckily we were only, were we living? Ah, I think I was still living in my parents' house then. So like I just went, fuck it. I can either, and I just finished my pre-app and I was like, I can either get into heavy diesel, spend the next four years doing heavy diesel and I know that's going to make my dad proud and I know that's going to, you know, do the things that he said, you know, like, well, I know, I, I knew that that was going to like provide for me and a family. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, or I could spend the next four years working on my own business and at least if I gave it that four years mm. in my life, I know, I knew, I will know that I gave it a fucking shot. Mm. I didn't just go, oh, you know, I wasn't going to get to 40, 50 years old and go, I wonder what would have happened if I fucking didn't do that and I started my own business like I, like I wanted to, you mm. know. And then you just have this like toxic regret with yourself for, you know, not doing what you want, mm. right? And then, yeah, that nine months and then that's when we got, you know, those little opportunities thrown at us, there's a few jobs thrown at us and I was like, Dylan, quit your job. Let's go. We've got enough work here to get us through to March. And that, yeah, I mean, I guess now's probably not a bad time to like delve a bit further into that. Yeah. I had the same thing when I was, when I finished up my trade at, at, Pente valves and controls, formerly Tyco flow control. Yeah. Um, and it was this like, we must have inspired, we must just inspire each other. I don't know where it starts with me and you. Just this, I don't know, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're always just like, yeah, let's, let's be, let's do something crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's not be normal. And then, yeah, just got to the, got to the end of my trade and I was just like, I'm just like what you had with the, I'm just going to focus on this thing. Don't get me wrong. I went into financial planning, yeah, right. But I was like, but originally it was like I've got money in the bank. <laughs> I'd saved up so much money. I was like, so much money at the time was not heaps of money, but yeah. it, now, but you know, comparatively, it's probably like ten grand, yeah, fifteen grand, ten, fifteen grand. And I was like, oh, screw it. And, it, and when when we got back from Thailand, yeah. Or just before Thailand, I quit. Just before we went to Thailand, I quit my job. That's right. With nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had nothing. Yeah. And now, don't get me wrong, you hadn't, you hadn't had anything yet yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. you weren't quitting anything because you were not anything. <laughs> you were. You well, I got back and I, I got daughter. back and I quit. I got back and I did a couple of weeks and I was like, no, what where am were I? you working? Bremick. Bremick. Right. Running the warehouse there. Yeah, like, and then I quit. Yeah, I quit Tyco, and then. What was it like? Six months from then, it was it was about um, about October. So this is two thousand and sixteen. Two thousand and sixteen October, yeah. And so I was working with like Tim from ELA a lot, doing a lot of stuff with him, doing different bar stuff, doing stuff for like theater companies, doing stuff at Metro City, like production stuff, like just trying to get any. And then slowly, maybe it might have come around to like. Oh, probably like June, June to October, I started like really like getting some some flow state in the event space and uh-huh. I was like, this is a thing. Like it's, you know, I'm not having to work anywhere else. Like it's working for me, blah, blah. And then obviously in 
June. No, oh, it would have been it would have been just at listen out. We we're building listen out, and I went and got my test results from my scans because I had all that shit going on, mm. and I was like, "Yep, confirmed. I've got a cancer in my bowel. Cool, um, sick. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> no, nah, actually, I was like, okay, how the fuck do we get rid of this then? Like, yeah. you know, what's the next step? Let's go. Um, and I was actually thinking about this the other day. That period of time of us coming back from our trip, that year of us quitting our jobs and you doing financial planning and me trying to get into the event space and then and also you 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 were still taking time off from financial planning to come and do event work when Yeah, of course. Yeah. When we had other yeah. stuff on and got yeah. asked to do different stuff. Um and then the fucking Nigel No Mates comes and pops his head in. Well, Cyclos had been, yeah. So Cyclos had been around for four years at the point we're talking about now. Yeah, Cyclos yeah. as a company had existed for four years. Yeah. So we've been doing event stuff on and off for yeah long time. Um, and then yeah, listen out, setting up listen out. I had to leave to go get some my results, mm-hmm. and Tim was like, "Let me know how you go. Like, hope everything's all good." And then I was just like, "Yeah, nah, things aren't good." And I was meant to be going on the road with Oktoberfest, and I was like, "Fuck." And I just got my truck license and I was like, everyone's like, you shouldn't go. You're like, this is, this has just happened. And I was like, well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't go. But if I didn't know, I'd go. I'd still go. And if I didn't know, I'd be going and I'd come back and I'd probably figure it out then. You know, I was like, I think I need this, this month on the road, traveling Australia, doing festivals with Lawrence and the team and then come back and then fucking sort it out. So that's what I did. And then when we got back, that's when we had like all that work come through. Is there anything from diff- November, December? Is there, like you going away with Oktoberfest after just finding out that you had cancer? Yeah. Is there anything like what? Like was there a reason you should have stayed back aside from the classic society? Well, with me, I've got cancer. I should not do anything now for some reason. Aside from that, like was there any like non-emotional reason? Like, um, like doctors? Well. Was? Tests and te- like they wanted to get tests started and do all this other stuff, and I was like, no, like I want to, I need to go do this, yeah, and then we'll sort it out when we get back. There wasn't a there wasn't a serious time frame. Okay. Like they weren't they weren't like we need to do this tomorrow. Otherwise, yeah, right. They weren't like okay, we need to do these tests now. But like it's a big deal. I had a test the day before I left, yeah, and then I was booked in for two days after I got back. That was the closest thing. So like they were like trying to make it. The the doctors were really good. They were like, okay, well. When, what's your exact dates? Because we're going to book you in as soon as before you leave and then as soon as you get back. And then it was just like every week after that for months was like two, three blood tests a week and yeah. different scans, different procedures and so on until February. But I think that in that time period, right, this was obviously fresh for us, you know. I think in November, December, We'd done a few shows to like we'd started doing a few shows, building up our little team, and then like got to like November, December, and we're like, um, you quit your job. And me and you were both full time for cyclists all of a sudden. And we're like, this is fucking exciting. Mm. So that was exciting for us. I had cancer. Everyone was trying to like baby me and like, oh no, no, don't do that. Oh no, no, like like trying to take care of me, make make, you know, like um I guess kind of like tell me that I wasn't able to do something mm-hmm. because of this thing that was going on. Mm-hmm. And that just gave me this fucking drive or this instinct to be like, 
you can get through this regardless of this. Like you, you, you like work harder than everybody here just to show, just to show everyone that this doesn't stop. Like this shouldn't, this thing shouldn't stop you. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. the whole thing with Nigel No Mates creating a name for it, making those like funny like little posts, and you know, keeping our friends up like up to date with how things are tracking because people were interested, mm. um, and I didn't want you know, I didn't want people to worry because mm. people, you know, our friends were worried and I wanted to be able to, you know, relay information concise and clear but jovial because that's how I was looking at it because mm. if I didn't, then who else would? Mm. Um, but that this instinct in me to be like, you've got this thing going on inside of you right now. Just work your fucking ass off. Work your ass off. Show the people around you that, you know, you're, despite what's going on, people are capable, you know? Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> now. I didn't, I didn't realise that it had such a profound life lesson on you. Or not even a life lesson. Obviously, you'd already learnt that and you were putting it into practice. But I, I didn't realise that you were pushing. I was pushing myself. That you were fighting to prove, this I guess, inner demon of I guess like, to prove, my, prove myself that it wasn't affecting me. Even though that fucking at times it was like oh, it affected me, your farts stank. <laughs> but you remember, like you know, like Red Doubt on Rotto doing a show, and like it was like I think the show was this was the Saturday show was on the Sunday, um, and it was like Saturday four o'clock, like Punterbury's in, we're covering the ramp with sand that all the production was using to get from Hotel Rottenness to the stage, and doing that final like final things before we knock off. And I was just like, I like collapsed on the step of the punter barrier in front between the stage and the punter. And I was just like curled over and you're like, are you all right? And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not good. Eh? <laughs> and you're like, just go to your room. Like, it's okay. you don't need to be here. Yeah. And at that point I was like, I've been pushing myself. And this probably been like January, <laughs> like early Jan. Like it was, I think I was probably a month away from surgery, early Jan. And I was like really pushing myself at that point, middle of summer, I wasn't well, but because I had this mindset of push yourself until you break because this won't break you, you know, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that, when that happened, I was like, okay, maybe I've maybe I've got to take it a little bit easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and well, you hadn't learnt then that vulnerability is weak. Uh, sorry, that vulnerability is strength. strength. Yeah. No. And, and you hadn't learnt then. No, that. I hadn't. No, exactly. Yeah, we only really learned that in the last year or two. Exactly. So, like, I mean, I'd I'd put a very brave face on for everyone, despite how I felt at times, you yeah. know. And like, even yeah, even like trying to lead our team, our team would know what's going on with me, but I'd try and you know do a bit more than the team to kind of I don't know, like it it kind of gave me a bit of like a boost in myself to be like to inspire. Yeah, it inspired to inspire them and also, you know, inspire myself, like motivate myself. Um, but then, you know, like I worked, I literally worked up until the day before I went in for surgery. We were building, oh, what was it? We were building a hell cool show and we'd spent like February, February, February 28th was my surgery. It was, the show was February 28th. We can probably Google it, but. February 28th, 2017 was the show. 
Oh, it was Adele. So we just finished Guns N' Roses. Oh, it was Adele. We just finished Guns N' Roses. And then it was back to back over three weeks at mm. um, Subiaco Oval. Rest in peace. Mm. Um, and I was coming off Guns and going on to Adele and then everyone else was finishing off Guns N' Roses. And then as everyone came over to Adele, like we were all there for a couple of days. And then um, I think I worked a full day fasting. And then it was the second day I was like not allowed Oh, sorry. I did a particular type of diet one day, and the second the second day, day before my surgery, was full fasting. But I worked the whole day, and I left work at three o'clock. And everyone's like, "See ya, blah blah." We'll send you photos, and I was just like, "Okay, fuck, I'm about to go in for surgery tomorrow." Well, I think it was that. Maybe they're going in that night or for surgery the next day or something like that. I remember leaving, going, "You did it! Like you, this thing happened. <clears throat> Me and you both just quit our jobs." We both just like really delved delved into doing what we loved. We're finally doing it. This thing that had been net, like nagging me for the last you know eight months from when we first started making track, like getting traction. Mm. And I was like leaving this the biggest show that Perth's ever had, sixty something, sixty six thousand people in Subi. Mm. Um, and I was leaving there going like. Fuck yeah, you did it. Yeah. You know, we got to this point, and then I was leaving site, and Adele was like, like we're walking around site, and Adele was singing in the hallways, and I was like, what the fuck? This is sick, you know. But then leaving site, leaving the crew there, and then going like, and I, you were there obviously, yeah. and going like, my friends and me just did this, and yeah. I'm about to go get rid of this thing, and then as soon as this thing's over, this is what we do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. It was like, like, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. How do we get onto this? How much did you think <laughs> about that? How, now I know you're thinking about that in reflection. Yeah, I find it very easy to like look at memories and then be like, "And I took this out of it," but you're actually taking that out of it now. So, how much of that do you think you got to appreciate at the time? Actual? Did you did you actually like what you just said about like? No, and no, then we no. get, and we get to do this forever. No, and, but now, now you're realizing that, and then we got to do that forever. Uh, I had, I well, yeah, not forever. I don't think I've ever <laughs> communicated it. Yeah, but I did leave sight in my shitty old Holden, the green one. Yeah, with the gas tank in the back. Yeah, left sight going. Okay, well, hopefully, like, because that that had been since we started really making traction. That had been like a. A marker, right? Me having surgery was a marker. Mm. Me getting over this thing so that I could be the best version of myself without this fucking thing hurting me, mm. you know, or like, you know, killing my vibe and and hopefully be better on the other side when, when you know, as we continue, as we grow and as we build. Mm. Um, I, think my, I think my biggest lesson out of it was... <clears throat> Uh, was mindset. Yeah, I would. Because because I, I know for a I fact. I mean, you you you. I mean, it changed you, but it but it did hundred percent. But it did change you hundred percent. Yeah, it did change you. I mean, you had a smacking of things like you know, as we've already discussed to death. Six months like in India and Nepal, then come back, then start your own business. Or, or sink your teeth into your own business, yeah, and then get cancer, 
how much learning can you do in one year? You're like, you know what I mean? Like, how much can the universe throw at you to be like, grow up real quick? You know, well, not just grow up, but like, learn how to become the best version of yourself real mm. quick. You know, mm. I think, I think my one of my initial learnings yeah. when I first, from like when I first got diagnosed in June 2015 was, um, you're not invincible. You're not going to live forever. I was Did you get diagnosed before we went away? What do you mean? No. So I got back from India and it was sorry, six you months said after June India. 15. June oh, sorry, June 2016. 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, I was like, huh? No, no. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I was like, obviously coming like 24, 25 years old. And it's like, you just get this, you know. This doctor saying, you know, this is where this is how it is, and I was like, okay, well, you can either let this eat you up, or do anything that you can to come out the other side. To be fair, I didn't have to do much. There was not much that I could do to change my situation. I just had to. Well, that's kind of a lie. What I could do was be healthy and healthy in my mind, and I th- and then like I, I can tell how um, people that don't have a similar mindset dealt the same news can it would change their life, it would turn their life around. And I was sick, like I was in pain a lot to the point where sometimes I'd be drive, Danny would be driving, and I'd be in fetal position. This happened a lot, actually. I was in fetal position a lot. Fetal position and any sort of bump on the road would just send me like baby man, like send like goosebumps up my neck and like pins and needles and just you know just like that real sickening like when you got food poisoning but like through your whole body and like my stomach cramping like one night I went to hospital and I had I didn't have an epidural but they gave me something (laughs) that they give to pregnant women to stop cramping. All right, they gave me like three doses and I was like it's not doing fucking anything, um, but like yeah just. Sometimes immense pain. I've kind of forgotten how bad it was. Yeah. Because it built up, built up for like I was used to that pain up until the point where it was I couldn't tolerate it anymore. That's yeah. obviously when I started going to hospital to figure out what the fuck was going on. Mm. But um Oh fuck. What are we talking about? I don't know. I was too busy <laughs> engro- I was too busy engrossed in what you were saying. I've just been like fully listening to Oh, so Oh yeah, so you know. I'm I'm 25, making all these really oh, yeah. cool things happening, right? And I'm like excited about life, and I'm like excited to finally be going. Okay, we're fucking gonna do this, you know? Let's let's do this. Like let's give this a fucking real good go. I've got all this motivation, and inspiration from being in a country that fed me that motivation, and inspiration through the, you know, through the lens of there's not opportunity here like it back at home, you know. And then to come back and have that card dealt and me going, you're not invincible. You're not going to live forever. There's other things that you can't control, you know? And mm. I was like, okay, well, what can I control? I can control my mindset. I can tr- control how I look at this. I can control how other people, friends, family, you know, especially you and Danielle, you know, I can, I can control how they react to this and mm. react to you know, because it's obviously going to impact more people than just myself. Um, but I, 
I wasn't scared. That's a big thing as well. I wasn't scared by it. No, I don't. I think, yeah. I mean, we've spoken before about how, like, and I've apologised in the past about not being there for you during that period, if you recall. Uh, I can't really. That's about the same reaction that you gave me when I apologised. <laughs> so a few years ago, you had, like, really opened up to me about how you felt like I wasn't there for you as a mate during that time. Right. And that it took me a few years to take that on board. Right. And, like, sit in it. Right. You know, and 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 appreciate that that was painful, and how much you meant to me as a mate, and like how much that would have been shit. And oh, like, I kind of remember now. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I apologised to you, and you were like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so he's forgotten about Fuck. that. I've been building this apology up for months. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't even a good apology. I was just like acknowledging that, sure. like, that's fair. Um, what had you said that made me start? So- oh, so uh, yeah, you know, mindset. Mindset. It was mindset that definitely is the, my lesson from that. Yeah, I was going to say something about you, mindset, about me seeing you and yeah, yeah. But one question I did want to ask you. Sorry, listeners, about that. Um, how different do you think that you would be as a person if you didn't go through the cancer process? Oh. And, and in what ways, if you can specify? Um, well, I started listening to my body a lot more. Okay, cool. Definitely. Yeah. I started listening to my body a lot more. Um, like like what it wants, what it doesn't want, what it yeah, needs. Yeah, yeah. My, you know, listening to my gut and knowing how I felt and what I should and shouldn't be putting in my body. Um, outside of body, though, like, what was the question again? Just so I know, tangent. <laughs> you don't have it. No, the question was, um. Like, what do you think you would be like as a person if you didn't go through oh, right. the cancer process? I think, I think, or what if, uh, yeah, and I think of. what it's given me is is a is a is a clock, a life clock. Okay, it gave me this um, gave me a realization that I'm the, not going to live forever. Memento if, mori, and yeah, and if I want to do the things in life that I want to do. I've got to start them now. You do say that a lot. You say that heaps. What? I don't really think about it. And it, and I'm now going back through my recent memory. You always, Two weeks ago we were talking yeah, about Yeah, you, you're, you're often, when we talk about a big goal or a big project or whatever, you often talk about how we're in our 30s and we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, you say we're in our third, like not because that like, clock started at you know four or five years ago. Yeah, well, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Five years ago. What year is it? Twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's what you saying. Fuck, that was a long time ago. Yeah, and you say it. You say something like that, <clears> and then I go, oh fuck, <laughs> I freak out, and then I sit back in but, my, and then I relax in my own time, and I'm like, hang on, and then I look at the last five years, and I'm like, we've smashed it. Mm. I think um, there was a there's this really vivid memory of mine. Of me driving my car by myself. <clears throat> what car did I have then? Doesn't matter. Uh, I'm trying to paint the picture in my head. No, but no. I was listening to... Um, Goosebumps singing about the car. I was listening to a live by Pearl Jam. And it was probably like three weeks after. Bang. I was about, probably about three weeks after I got the news. I was driving by myself. And it was the only time in that whole period that I cried. Because I was uncertain and I didn't know... 
Um, you know, I was uncertain about, you know, everything. I didn't have enough information and I didn't, you know, um, and I was just like, it, I think I might have come on the radio, but I was, I was driving, I was upset and I was like, pull yourself together. And then that song came on the radio mm-hmm. and I was like, the song sings about being alive. Being alive. And then th- through that process, still now, if that song comes on, like I belt it out. Yeah. No, yeah. You'd, um, yeah. Uh, but it was at that moment, you know, that that clock started ticking mm-hmm. because when you're a kid growing up, you've got your whole life ahead of you. And this is probably where we where we differ because you say that you don't consider that, right? Whereas when that happened to me, that clock started. Well, that clock appeared. I didn't have that clock beforehand. Right, right. You know, right. I wasn't looking at. I, I didn't see my life as what was left before that. Mm. I lo- saw my life as what I'd done. Mm. Right, but at that moment, I saw my life as what was left. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. and that's a weird. That was a weird um, realization. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people see their life at that point as to what the where the you know where they've come from, mm. you know, what they've achieved and what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you can set goals and do things and plan things, but you don't see, see your life as what you've got left in life. And that's, and that's, I'm realizing this now, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that's a way that I look at it. <clears throat> I look at life as more so what time I have left. I'm all good, obviously. February, just gone five years clean as a whistle mm. um yeah right right sorry yeah for the listeners obviously yeah, can't. yeah, yeah. Aldo's not got cancer anymore and hasn't for five years he can even go give blood if he wanted to yeah, it wasn't so, so lazy um <laughs> um but that yeah that that logic of i don't like if i want to achieve something this I, like i, I need to do I, it I, yeah i need to i need to start doing that you know Need to get mm. up, like need to get that moving. Mm. You are. I th- I think of uh, memento mori. Remember, you're going to die. Mm. Um, Mark just got that. That is. Yeah, SAS boys. Um, I like that he got it so that he reads it. Yeah, because it's for him. Yeah, no, that makes the most sense. It's like wearing a watch on the inside of your wrist. Rather than on the outside, I don't sit like this with my palms up. <laughs> no, when you when you anyway. <laughs> um, Memento Moray, Moray eel. Um, I consistently remember that I'm going to die, and I'm happy with that. But yeah. I don't have your clock. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. I think I'm not sure whether it's a blessing or a curse. Your clock. Because I either turn around at 40 or 50 or whatever it is and accidentally like, I'm not, look, <laughs> uh, hypothetical, massive yeah, hypothetical, right? Sure. But like I turn around at 45, 50 and I'm like, I don't have kids. <laughs> How did that time slip away? Do you know what sure, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I'm like struggling to try and like, and then I'm like, oh, that was really important to me, right? That's like the biggest fear of not having the clock. Right. Right. But for all, everything else in life, not having the clocks, like, 
Oh, fine. Just adds a it removes a layer of stress that I'm sure you have from being conscious of the yeah. clock. Well, I mean, I've always wanted a family and kids, and my whole, you know, I always thought that I'd get to a point where I would, I would be like, they'd be like, oh, sorry, you can't have kids, sir. You can't. Your bits don't work, and you can't make make a little moustache. We went. Baby. We went to cut your cancer out. We've actually chopped your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I always had this fear that I wouldn't be able to have kids when I wanted to. Uh, and, but then this happened and I was like, fuck, maybe I'm not going to have the ability to have to even try to have kids. You know, like I, me and Danny were, um, had been seeing each other for about a year and a half. We're getting married in two weeks, which is How cool. How have you two been together? Like seven and a half years. Moses in the cradle. Fucking long time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were very fresh. I was head over heels. I think she was still a bit cautious, treading water lightly at that point. I don't know. Yeah. But, no, she, you know, she stuck by me through that whole thing. Like, for such a new relationship, we'd only really been together since February. Mm. It was now June. She's like, you know, I've brought her in on this thing. My brain, she, she's going probably... This is a new relationship for me. Mm. This guy's got cancer. Mm. I'm going. I've got cancer. I need a family quick. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, um, uh, but you know that 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 thing starts where it's like you're not invincible. You're not going to live forever. What are the things that you want in life? Do them. Mm. Like you, you might not have as much time as you think. Mm. Um, but I think. I've been making good time. Yes, on with on, your clock, on, on all with of your those clock things. ticking. You've been making yeah. good time. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, then it gets to a point where I'm like, why wasn't I like this at seventeen? Or like, you know, like why wasn't I like this? There's obvious reasons why you weren't like this when you were seventeen. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know one of them? Well. This thing happened where your dad explained to you that, <laughs> <laughs> where, that you were just going to be an employee of someone else's and just plod through life. And you took that as that may be true, that may be not, that may be true, that may be not. And you have some soul searching to do for seven years to figure out whether that's true or not. Mm. You know, it wasn't mm. like you were like you got that flicker, you had that fire in your in your heart, in your mind mm. for that bit difference, but you still didn't know there's always that part of you that's like, but should I just, you know, we, I get it too. Should I just go do the thing? It's easy. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Boring. No, but no, I think no, um, boring for me. Boring for us. Not necessarily boring for everyone. As long as I like, my doctor told me last time I saw him, which was probably like two years ago or a year ago. It was like, as long as you don't get fat, like really fat, you'll be okay. Because there's other like benign tumors through me. Okay. Uh. There's a prominent one in my stomach, but it's nothing. Like, it's benign. But he said, don't get fat. Just live a healthy lifestyle and you'll be fine. And then we don't have to do this again. <clears throat> and then I kind of forgot I forgot that because I got fat. You should get that tatted on your forearm. Don't so, get fat. So it faces you. Well, that's the thing. Nigel Nomates is currently on my shin. And I don't look at my shins much. <laughs> no, I do. You do? Yeah. You've got nice shins. You've got nice shins. Too bad you're fat. <laughs> Exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, mindset, bro. 
And I think um, we should put a bit of that in the fucking book. But, oh, yeah. In, in, the, the, in, in, the, in the Adventure, adventure therapy. Happiness Therapy book. The High Fives and Hugs Happiness Therapy book. I don't know what to call it, but it's come along nicely. We're an hour and 28 in. Can you... um? So, speaking of things... How am I? Speaking of things <laughs> less desirable, right? Yeah. Like cancer. Yeah. See you later, Nigel, no mates. Yeah. 20, what was that? 28th of the 2nd, 2017, I had surgery. Um, so you didn't have a very good week day on Friday. Weekday. You didn't have a very good weekday. What happened? Well, <sighs> I, it's funny because, you know, last podcast, you know, there's like last podcast I talk about, I went to see a psychologist and I realized that I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, obviously I realized I was, but just understood <clears throat> who I am. Sure. Let me understand who I am. I don't want people to think that I'm, I don't, no, no, I don't want people to think, I don't want people to think incorrectly <laughs> that I'm, well, is me at the moment. I'm not at all. Sure upset um but the pressure of many things but but i can pinpoint it as being the pressure of trying to run a business during covid that is not excelling from covid you know there's a lot of businesses that are having their best times ever yeah we're not one of them Currently, despite everyone thinking that we should be, <laughs> yes. Um, and the I think that for the last two years, I've done we've both done a damn good job of being like we're in control. You know, suck it up. COVID is just a like you know move around it. COVID, you know, COVID, adapt. Things come out, yeah, adapt and overcome. And we've been doing a really good job of adapting and overcoming. I think that it gets tiring. Yeah, like like um, you know, like a special forces person at war, you know, adapt and overcome. Yeah, cool. Also, if you fucking have a breakdown, you know, and war's too much for you, you're allowed to fucking pop for a second. Doesn't mean you're not good at your job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so I just, on Friday night, I just, I came to a, I was sitting there at the end oh, of my on, bed. Where were you? You know, in my room. At your house? At my home. Friday, last Friday. Friday just got like, yeah, so not, so not today because today's Friday. Sure, sure, sure. But before, yeah, me and Georgia went out for dinner and then I came home and I was just, I had this pain in my chest that like I couldn't even explain. Yeah. It was the, t- my chest was just tight and it just wouldn't go away and I just felt like ultimately sad. Like, sure. Like, like insanely frustrated and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um. You know when you're a kid and you're not allowed to do something and you don't know why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that like, and I don't understand it. Come inside. Why? Yeah, like. like You need to come inside now. But there's oh, basketball on the street. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe more like, worse. Yeah. I, look, it's more that not like the pain that you have when you're sad and, you, and you're like, don't understand. You, you don't understand. You don't know why you're not allowed to do the thing. Right. I'm like, that's the pain. It's Sure, sure, sure. Okay. It's the same pain. Sure. I was and I was pulling on my hair and like pulling my hair out of not out of my head, but like some hairs came out, yeah. But I was like grabbing my hair so tight and just yeah, and I was just like and I and all I wanted to do was fall asleep. No, no. All oh. I wanted to do was like 
physically destroy something. That's what all my brain could do. Like I was like, where's a baseball bat? Like I was trying to figure out whether I could like. release some energy. Yeah, I was like. Frustration. If I shoot something with my spear gun, will that help me? Like I was literally like, should I go and beat the shed down? Because it's like al- aluminium. It would feel good. I was just, I just wanted to hit. Something. Uh, yeah. And Georgia was like trying to sleep next to me. So. She was asleep. She was trying to. She, she, I hadn't, I hadn't at this point like. Voice to her. Thought, going I, yeah. I was just sitting there like angry and frustrated and sad. And I really wanted to like turn around Fuck, and like bash on the bed. Like I just needed to expel this anger and frustration that was building up inside me. So unlucky. No, yeah, I know. And then, and then. What'd you do? And then Georgia turned around and she was like, honey, what's wrong? Cause she could see me like pulling a grimacing face and just like yeah, ripping yeah. my hair out. And then all of a sudden it just switched from anger to sadness to complete despair. And I just popped man, like drool coming out of my mouth. Like, like a, like a, like a kid, like just like a kid in pain. Like just like, would have been the ugliest cry you've ever seen and just welling like I was just like a puddle. I was a puddle, drool, snot, the fucking works, man. And I, all I had kept saying was like, all I kept saying, I can't really remember it, but it was like. I wish I wasn't in business with Aldo. <laughs> no, it was like. <laughs> no, all I kept saying was over and over again was like, um, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just kept saying I'm trying. Yeah, and that's all. And that's all I kept saying to myself, to to Georgia, and to myself. I was just like, like I just was in tears, just going, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, and I just, I think it was just a combination of like, not necessarily feeling overworked, but that business anxiety you spoke yeah. of a few episodes ago. Yeah, where it like just looms over you like a puppeteer. Yeah, it's just constantly just on your back, like just being like, oh. yeah. Owning your own business is fantastic. Sometimes it's like, ha, ha, ha. And yeah. sometimes it's like, ha, ha, ha. And like, <laughs> it was just like the combination of like people leaving the business, people not feeling like they, not us, not like I was like, I just felt unappreciated as a, as a, as a person. Yeah. Whether it was validated or not. Sure, that's it doesn't matter, felt. but that's just how I felt. I just spat it, man. Like my body just, and you know what, man? How did you feel after it? 15 minutes of that. It was a long time. Yeah. 15 minutes of that. And then after that, man, it was like, holy shit. I was like, Been holding that what in the minute. fuck was that? Yeah. Like not what, as in what is this feeling now? Like I'm just like euphoric. Like I was like, oh. You need to get that off your chest. And I, was I feel like, like I I've had a bit sleep. of that. I feel like I've had a, that building up. Mm. But obviously with the excitement of the wedding and all the things happening with the wedding, it's been masking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. there's definitely been moments in the last month where I've had like I said to you like I've just had that like I don't know what to do like just instead of instead like being really reactive and not being able to like think straight and like just yeah I don't know I think two years of us really trying to push the business and then still just keep raking and pulling and you know like our business is great our business is just not um, having many wins in this current arrangement, mm. you know, the, all these restrictions and stuff, and I don't want to talk about it, but all these all these things just add up to a point where we're like, fuck, mm. give us a fucking break. And, I mean, we're lucky that, well, I wouldn't say lucky. Thankful, Thankfully, we started Bicep when we did. Otherwise, we wouldn't exist. Yeah, man, hundred percent. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, those other companies that 
in the same boat as us that have just kind of tried to they've been doing the same thing that we've been doing with their same business model and everything else that their business does for the last two years. Mm. In events exclusively, you mean? That's what I mean, you know? Yeah. Um, and like the fact that we adapted and changed has has helped us through that journey, mm. but it's still been two years and, it, you know, well, pretty much ex- nearly two years exactly mm. that we've been like just trying to flog the horse, mm. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And, oh, and, and that doing, builds up. We're doing you know? great. We are doing well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, look. We, you know, we just had our, financially, we had the least income. The business had the least income this month is in March. So it's April 1st. So March just gone. Had the least income across both businesses that it's had in more than a year. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, we made some excellent decisions, cut right back. And the listeners have heard that we've cut back on expenses and all that. And we turned a profit this month. In our worst month, yeah. like, so we like, you know, I'm proud of us. Like, we've increased the pay rates that you and I get, you know, because yep. we've been, you know, really earning, paying ourselves less than Joe Blogs, yep, for a long time now, yep, and now we're just on par with Joe Blogs, yeah, <laughs> you know, which we at least deserve that because it's like, oh, look, I can, I can't keep, not I can't, that's the wrong words, but like. I would really enjoy flogging this dead horse if I was getting remunerated appropriately. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? And 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 so I think that's invigorated us a bit. Yeah, you know? finance like money's not an issue for us per se. Money's not really an issue for us, like no. as much as you know. I just want, I guess, and this is something that you probably feel as well. I just want our team, and I just want our team to be having fun and enjoying themselves. And I want our team to be um, I want our team, our team to be uh, you know stable. I want them to have stability in their lives, you know, and I, I know we both take a lot of responsibility when our team are struggling because life, but then you know, and we wear that because we're trying to you know. We can only do so much. We can only generate so much work, and we can only look after so many people. You know, yeah. And it's hard to it's hard to remove yourself because it's our job. We've created this job for us that involves us making sure other people have stability and income. Yeah. And if they depend on us, it's not like you've got a family that depends on you. We've got our families that depend on us, and then we've got our work family, which is five times the size of a normal family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We don't know what it's like to, we, you and I don't know what it's like to like. Work for us. No, we don't know what it's like to oh. to have a family in the way of like having a mortgage and a child. No. Um, but, but we have like all these crew mm. that, that depend on us for their own reasons. I guess, um, I guess the way I could explain it is like, do you remember like, Blake on Kings and Vagabonds. Yeah. When he's like, when he spits the dummy with his, with with his, his sisters. Sister, yeah. Because his, sister, his sister's like talking about the wedding. And yeah. he's like, fixes the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, she's like, not appreciative of it. 
And he's like, no one appreciates what I do around here. <laughs> and then he has to go in and be like, I understand that. And then he's like, look, not up to you to do this, but, you know. And I literally directly compare that, like change the chess pieces, yeah, right? And it's like, speaking openly, you know, like Jesse messaged me yesterday. You know, Jesse's our chief happiness officer. And he'll be, he'll be rudely awoken when he hears this, but I'm going to say it regardless. He messaged me yesterday while I was having an R&R. Um, I went out for a dive. Um, needed a day off. Anyway, um, he messaged me and he was like, because he took my shift off me at Galvin's yesterday. And he was like, this is a stitch up. Like, and I really like the Galvin's shifts. He's like, you've swindled me here. This is a stitch up kind of thing. And I, and he messaged me that and he meant it nicely. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? He's and just being I, jovial. Uh, yeah, he was like, and my automatic reaction was like, because I'd shared with him, he messaged, he messaged me the other day doing the chief happiness officer thing and was like, well, while you're in Bunbury, how are you going, Dylan? Yeah, you yeah, know, and checking yeah. in on me. And I kind of let, look, I said, oh, look, I had a breakdown on Friday. Like, mm. you know, I think it's a lot like, you know, I'm feeling unappreciated as a, as a, as a boss a bit and that's probably my problem to bear, but la, la, la. Mm. And then he messaged me that being like, this is a stitch up, you and I. I was just like, no one appreciate. Like my brain was just like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Like in my brain, I was like, you have any idea how hard it was? Do you know how hard we've been working to try and get these shifts for you? Do you know how much work's gone into running this business for you guys? Huh? Appreciate me. Feel, um, but then sorry I, for you know, you know, your parents get like that when you're a kid. Yeah. What like what? Like what you're saying? Like. Can you just take the bin out? And you're like, yeah, five minutes. And you're like, just do it now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. What's your problem? But yeah, um, but that to to wrap that up, that exact segment about Jesse, it's like it's not his problem to bear. Do you no, know what I mean, like we put ourselves here. He's allowed to say to me, "Oh, you've stitched me up here, friend." You know, because yeah. I mean? we have a friend relationship. Yeah, you know. And I had messaged him back, and then unsent the message because I was like, that was embarrassing. Like I spat it at him. They didn't spit it at him, but I was like, "Are you joking?" I was like, "Yeah, basically, You're joking, Braz." Um, yeah. Mm. I think that it does basically come down to it, it. It the pressure. A lot of the pressure does come down to um trying to be. Trying to be the leaders that we know we should be, mm-hmm. which is we deal with all the problems. Like we 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 deal with everything yeah. and then don't pass it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is our problem to bear. Yeah. Let's just create a happy culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and we'll deal with the shenanigans that goes on up here that no one needs to know about. Yeah. And if they say, you guys up there in your luxury office in your aircon, we just get to be, okay, no worries. Fair enough. You know what I mean? It is pretty cold in here. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing warm socks. Um, oh, you're throwing me off me. T- throwing me off the bloody. You were saying we tend to bear. Yeah. Sorry. So, but then, so you get to that point, but then also it's like part of you also wants to just drop your drop the good leader, drop the facade, drop the facade <laughs> of being a good leader, and like. Drop what is it a facade? Drop doing what's right. Yeah. Drop doing what's what you know is right, and just be like, "Hey, I don't I like. Hey, guess what? This is all the stuff that me and Aldo do. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like, it doesn't get us anywhere. No. But but then like if I explained that to everyone, I probably still would have had my on Friday, you know I still would have you know popped. Funny? You know what's funny? Know? Right. You wouldn't be feeling unappreciated, mm. right? If if we weren't if we we're in a different situation. If the business was in a different situation, right? And we're still having the same remarks or the same, you know, kickback from people not wanting to do particular jobs or whatever like that, you know, mm. you wouldn't take it to heart. But it's because we're currently in a situation where you've we've been trying so hard that that becomes an emotional. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It feels like an emotional attack, you know, a personal attack when it's probably, probably always happens, you know. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, and yeah. I and I'm, I and I and it's like I know that, and yeah, I yeah. know that, I know that like before, like I know that during right, right. the reaction, yeah, yeah, um, sure. that's why I'm like, God, let me, <laughs> let me pretend for a second I don't know what the right thing is, so I can just be angry, <laughs> and then I get back on my high horse, and I'm like, but from their point of view, Dylan, <laughs> they don't need to know any of this stuff, and you're like, yeah, good point, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, so yeah, that's why I had my Friday night breakdown, and I hope you get to have one. At some point in life, if you feel yourself welling up or if you feel it becoming all too much, because, oh, baby, oh, I, it was I, like some kind of drug. It was just. I had one. Um, I had something similar. Obviously, it, was, it wasn't it was directed at, uh, well, I wasn't getting the feeling of under, being underappreciated. It was the same blowout thing that I had and I was with Danielle she um you know did all the right things through that I was you know probably you know before we went to bed one night last year and it was just that back to what we're talking about before Mm. quitting our jobs starting this thing we loved building our business exponentially for you know 2016, 17, 18, 19, for four years, we exponentially grew our business mm. um, and all that hard work and then it was just like taken from us and it must have been like after like the high of the engagement party and then when things are really tough and like before we started getting, you know, making some traction stuff, it might have been while we you know, doing our, we're in ISO, doing our business evolution sort of oh, like thing. The, um the stuff with Suzanne Laidlaw. Yeah. Oh, it might have been after that and, you know, there was just like no work on and, and I was just, I just broke down to Danielle. I was like, fucking hell, like, like felt like I couldn't catch a break. I was like, I've tried to do this really good thing and it was really good for four years and like, what do we do now? Like, what do I fucking do now? And she was like, you do the same thing that you've always done. Just bounce back. You would, you know, like, um, but I had, that was more, I guess, angry at, the world rather than angry at uh, interaction. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, people, yeah. relationships, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. yeah. yeah. And that felt good after. Afterwards, I was like, okay, I obviously needed that. That had been building up for a while. Fucking get it out of your system. I was saying to Danielle the other day, I was mm. like, I don't cry. Mm. I've had a good cry in an ages. Mm. Good cry is good for you, you know. Mm. I think the last time I had a good cry was when my <clears throat> when my nonno passed. Mm-hmm. No, he passed 
before I had cancer. So maybe around cancer. This is my last like good cry. Haven't had a haven't really had a reason. But you can feel it there. And it's sitting there. And when you get things worked up and you're stressing, and I'll be watching fucking Britain's Bake Off. <laughs> Some guy that's been trying for 10 years to get his bake shop, you know, up and running, and he's there and he's the last guy and he's welling up because he's just made this cake and he's everything's on the line for him. And if he wins this money, it's going to set up his family. I'm just sitting there. And I'm, and it's, oh, fuck. And then next thing I know, I start crying down one eye and Danny's like looking at me and I'm like, you know it, like it's getting me. <laughs> but it's not a cry, you know. Uh, yeah. It's just your body relieving emotion. Like, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a little pressure relief valve. It's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just went, I just opened up the ball valve. To like, <laughs> rip the fucking valve off. Yeah, the fucking, the tank's empty, bro. And it, like the pressure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The pressure. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I mean, I agree. I hadn't had a good cry. I hadn't had a good cry in years. How do you feel? Years. How do you feel? Now? Yeah. Fab. You're less. Fab. You're less. Fab. I like it. I can see. No, I feel really good. Okay. feel really good. And then like I went down to Bunbury for one night and got my best pants speech done. Oh yeah, and uh, how'd that go? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Good. Are you happy I'm with still, it? I'm still tidying it up. Yeah, I sure. think it can be cleaner, but um, I'm really, I'm really happy with it. Okay, I'm really happy with it. So is that your? What's your high five of the week? Look, my high five of the week was that. Yep, but it wasn't that. Okay. Um, my high five of the week would have to be having a good cry. Okay. Yeah, I I don't think you can. You can't really you can't really top it as far as like how emotions go. Sure. You know, we were talking last week, I think it was last week or the week before about singing in your car. Yeah. You know, I, th- I feel like it's it's on par. Yeah, well, I mean, with one of those. What it is, right? Especially doing it with your significant other or someone, anyone, doing it Having a breaking down in front of anyone, it gives you the opportunity to come to terms with how something is making you feel. Mm. You keep holding it back, mm. hold, keep you know, holding it down, then it's not you, um, I guess, coming to terms with it, mm. or or just acknowledging that's how you are. You know, that's how you feel. Yes, it was a point. Of, it was a very much a point of clarity. It just acknowledged my brain. Like I was crying, yeah. and it was like George is stroking my arm, going, "Why are you crying?" And my brain's coming up with the answers. And Do you know like, what I mean? Oh, like oh, I know why. Okay. I'm like I'm crying, and this is this is exactly why. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like why do I feel this way? What the fuck? <laughs> What's making me so frustrated? Why am I being snappy today? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's just like this is why. This is why. This is why. This is why. It's like then you're things. like, oh, okay. Well, these are the things. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like it, it. it it does, there was a lot of things, you know, what I've mentioned is some of the things. Is some of the yeah, things. And like, and like running a business things. in COVID, running a business during COVID is, is, is substantial. It's substantial. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. because, because of the layers that it, because of all the things that that means. And what it, and what it affects. Yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. Like the layers that that causes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So that would have to be my half over the week. What was yours? Um, <clears throat> my high five of the week is is probably being 
one kilo away from my wedding goal. Kenneth, cuz. Yep. That's sick. You, you want to get Because I've been weighing myself, but I jumped on the scales and I was like, holy fuck. I'm actually like there. Mm. And, and I think it's my half of the week because I set a goal. I set a, ch- I challenged myself to get to 86 kilos by the wedding in October last year. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? Five months ago. Uh, 17 kilos ago nearly. Um, and to be one week out, but for the last week and a half, I've been happy. Well, for the last week and a half, yeah, I've been like, I've been trying to be happy, healthy, mm-hmm. right? And just trying to do things that make like sense. I finished work early the other day. So I went and spent three hours or two hours with my niece and my sister. And I was like, fuck, I needed, this. I needed this, you know? Um, I just like being able to do all the things, tick all the boxes, plus, you know, be there for the team. Like I was, I felt like I was a good leader, all these things that I've been doing. And then to be doing that, I've been, I've been really hard on myself about losing weight and looking a certain way. And I've kind of got that out of my brain, that out of my brain for the last week and a half, because yeah, the, I was like, the I, need need be, it. I need to be happy. Happy. I need to be happy. I need to be happy. That's never going to fucking live it down, is it? I've been wanting. I've, been, I've wanted to say that about seven times on this podcast. <laughs> um, you know, I've been removing this like uh, weight on myself to to be and look a certain way for the wedding, mm. and to be able to for last week and a half just be doing the things that I need to do, mm. like like day to day, and. I've been really enjoying myself to then jump on the scales and big one kill off my goal. I'm like, oh. relief. Yeah. You're like, I'm already doing it. You're nearly there, son. Yeah. That's sick. Keep on dragging. That's fucking cool, man. Yeah. That was my, that was my half of the week. Being, being, uh, like being able to reach my goal. Happy, healthy is really, I guess. Back to our high fives and hugs Adventure therapy zine. Yeah. <laughs> and then like also the Friday night mix up of me having a good cry. Yeah. That also taught me that like how important happy health is. And that kind of also spurred me on to that because I was doing, still doing the hard program the whole yeah. time. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like I was burning myself out. Hundred percent. And um, it'd be interesting to talk to Andy from Blue Builders. I know we have mentioned him before about this topic. But yeah. Like, I wonder if he would be open with us enough to be like, "Yeah, no, I, 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 I shat myself." Like, <laughs> like I, yeah, I think he's yeah, a pretty I cried. open. I think he's a pretty open dude. Like. Yeah. Because I wonder how, or or he might be like, "Yeah, no, I learned a lot about myself, and I'm tough as fuck." Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that like. There's there's room in life for a better program. Yeah. There's room there's room in the world for a better thing. Like, I think I think the seventy five hard program is good to get you from one point to another. But then, if you're happy at that point that it gets you to, mm. you need something that's just going to you know maintain some of those attributes. Mm. But then. 
that routine and that like kind of like discipline of making sure that you're doing the things that you need to be doing in life in a healthy, happy way is a, is, is a good way for that to, you know, take a right turn mm. and then maintain, maintain that like, you know, that progress that you made through the program initially. Yeah. I mean, the idea, <clears throat> the idea of the one that we invent would be to make it a lifestyle goal. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, all these things that you've challenged yourself well, to whole, do for whole, this period of time, the whole thing. now you do these all the time. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, 75 hard isn't built to be a lifestyle goal. Yeah. You know, well, there's a, well, there's a, there's a year long, you go 75 hard, something else, then it goes into phase one, phase two, phase three, and you do like a hundred, you do a whole year or something. Oosh. Um, percent of your life. Um, but yeah, I guess just like that program breaks trends in you, you know, like breaks negative routine, generates, you know, positive, you know, motivation in you to do certain things. I think building something that's less harsh, more encapsulates, um, you know, a lifestyle, doing that for three to six months might, you know, might be what some people need just to start doing the little things that they're missing, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And you might just need to do that every now and then just to make sure that you're on top of, mm. yeah. Yeah. Thinking like we can make like, sorry, listeners, we're just going to break down into a new business idea. But <laughs> like doing like levels, so like a soft, medium and hard level, mm. you know, and like 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 version of it where you, you don't have to, like there's no version where, what am I trying to say? It's not like a, oh, I'm going to do it, but then I'm not going to do that one thing. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? It's right, like, right. oh, I'm going to do it, but then I'm not going to do a minute of cold showers at the end. So you either just do the, that Like one? you just do the soft one yeah, and you stick to it or you do the medium one and you stick to it or you do the hard one and you stick to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, like yeah. yeah, I'm, in, I'm into it. I'm into it because. You come up with it. We invented it. Um, it is two, it's two hours. Yes. So. And I have a, in all honesty, there's, there's a lot to talk about. I've got some stuff in here that's like, um, I think it would be a good idea to just wait until another episode. Oh yeah. I think we can talk a lot about the business evolution. Those other ideas. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's about another hour and a half at least. So So what's your what's your hug of the week? Hug of the week. Hug of the week. A tiddly tea patates. I've changed mine, as usual. That always happens to it's like whoever's relevant to me when I write my agenda. And, mm-hmm. then, and then and then something happens and I'm like, oh actually that bit. Um But two nights ago. Got back from Bunbury early. Haven't seen Abba for Ryan Abitangelo. Sun up electrical. <laughs> um, Front cover of the uh, West Australian Fireman uh, calendar. But yeah. What, which hasn't come out yet. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Abba and Taram invited me to go diving with them yesterday. Yep. And they are my hug of the week, mm-hmm. both of them equally. I hadn't seen Abra in two months. I'd seen Tarim on and off, but like not 
properly, we put the boat in the water at two rocks. This is for yep. a spearfishing trip. Yeah. Boat in the water at two rocks, pinned it down past more of it to seabird. Oh, yeah. Right? And pinned we were like, it up. Pinned it up, sorry. And then when we got there, we were like, fuck, the water's murky, murky the whole way. When we got there, the water was so murky. Abbott put his gear on, jumped in. I was flying my drone around. Abbott jumped in. And literally was like popped his head up straight away. I was like, can't even see my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so he jumped on the boat and we literally sat there, anchored up for like three or four hours. Right. And just yarned. Sick. And it was so nice. Yeah, mint. And for some context for listeners, Abba's a firefighter and Taram owns his own business, TPR Plumbing, Taram Patrick Repicoli Plumbing. And they're both amazing men in their own right. Taram's going to be a father soon. He's going to be a baby daddy soon. Um, but, yeah, they both think a lot like myself and Aldo, so we should probably have a yarn with them at some point. Oh, hard. Um, Ab has been through some serious stuff lately. Um, where I um, don't want to go into the details because it's his story to tell and, I, you know, it's not our thing. Yeah. But was it the was it in Como? Uh. It was? Coburn. Coburn. Coogee. Coogee. Yeah, so Abba was um, first one on scene to the recent car fire that unfortunately had um, three kids. Sorry, no. a mum and two kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's been through some stuff, just through a lot, but through an interesting time with it's that. A, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a one of those careers that, Despite when you sign up that you know what you're getting yourself into, it's not until you reach those moments that you're like, this is what I, I mean, signed up for, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, you know, medics, fire, firemen, police. <clears throat> Hats goes off to those people that, like, you know, they see some shit mm. and they have to do some shit. Thank you for your service, everyone. Yeah. It's, yeah. I was trying. It's funny because when when I was like just trying to when I was trying to talk about Abba just then, mm. I was trying to gauge on your face like how much do we talk about? Yeah, and I couldn't tell whether you were like being like don't mention it at all, or whether <laughs> you were like just looking at me like keep speaking. <laughs> was I going like yeah? Your eyes were like what are you saying? And I was, I was like, like well, I was kind of going like where is he going with this? No, nah, like, what? Because you just said look, well, you know, get the boys on. And I was like that's his story. Then I was like don't tell his story. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. It's not that I, I didn't. No, no. I just um. I won't go into the details of it. Respectfully, but, yeah. But respectfully because it's Abba's story and it's and the DFS's story and not. Uh, and not, another family and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and we know more about it than the average person. So yeah. I, but, and, but Abba is an extraordinary man mm. and he was the first responder. He was literally the first responder on that case. Yeah. Right. And then Taram on the, and then Taram on the other hand is also a business owner who's about to be a dad who's going through his own, um, achievements and and also problems you know yeah, like, yeah. so it was just and, and i obviously am because i've just spoken to you yeah. about it for so what three four bit. hours on the boat sitting three, in the four water. hours on the boat with the boys. couple of snacks and there's just something about like you know when you can talk like i'm happy to talk about it on the internet whatever like here we are yeah, yeah. i cried on friday night like i'm, I'm 30 yeah, yeah i don't give a fuck um but it's nice to have mates like you like ava like taram where you can say that and people will be like and they're like straight away like 
are you okay? What happened? Yeah, that happened to me. Like, this is why it happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, there's just like, there's no... Judgment. Not even a second. Like, it's not It's not like, I can't imagine what it was like years ago when you were stressed as a bloke and other blokes were like, I'm stressed too, but <laughs> that's a pussy thing to do. You know what <laughs> I mean? Whereas guys these days are just like, yeah, man, gnarly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and yeah. it was just super lovely. So, hugs out to them. Very nice. Very nice. I mean, I guess being out in the boat on the water, anchored up. No better time, really. There's, there's, you know, beautiful. If it's a beautiful day, you know, just chilling oh, back. Was, yeah. No distractions. The only things that are happening are either on the end of a line or if there's a radio on, you know. No. But, you know, like there's no distractions. Yeah. And only like, you know, it's just a good space, good forum to have good conversation. Yeah. And, and and the funny thing is, is like as soon as there's a lull, not not that there's like lulls, but every natural conversation has a lull. Yeah. But it's not like, well, should we leave the pub? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's not like, or oh, I've got to go home, or there's none yeah, of that because just, just, we were like an hour and a half boat ride away from yeah, the boat yeah, ramp. Exactly. So it was like, well, we just keep sitting here, don't we? Keep yeah. Mm. And then and that's when you start to get into like the nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because people are like, oh, out in the deep blue, getting all the deep stuff out, <laughs> getting the deep stuff in the deep blue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's actually a cool thing. We could. Oh fucking hell! What else could we do? Here's Alan? another business idea. <laughs> well, it's funny because we deep always deep blue therapy. It's all. It's we'll go out every into the single ocean. one of our business ideas is like here's an idea of how we can help people. <laughs> like it's there's nothing like there's no like and we could make money from it. Like there's I mean, never imagine, ever been. That. Imagine deep blue therapy, right? So. Because like deep your pencils, deep therapy, pens and pencils out everyone. Deep therapy, yeah. But deep blue, so it's like kind of like a fishing charter, but you have like uh, dudes that I don't know. They don't have to be psychologists, maybe. But you know, fishing charter, and then you know, for those guys, you know, maybe our dad's age, or you know, that don't have the friends that we have, they can go and do something that you know. When you're fishing and you're out in the ocean, if that's your way, if, it's, if you're that way inclined, um, you know, you're in that environment, that space where you're doing something you love mm-hmm. around people that are all, you know, doing the same thing. Mm. It's a really good opportunity, I guess, to, you know, level with someone and, you know, talk about shit. Yeah, it could be like a... Rather than fucking going and sitting in a room with, a you know, someone else that you... Well, obviously, yeah. Doesn't matter psychologist, you, don't, you, you, you don't, don't know them, but you know, going sitting in a room in, in the city and oh, yeah, I'm here because blah blah, right? Changing the way that men can talk about shit. I know that we're we're very open, our friends and us are very like you know, we're all very open, but there's obviously a lot of people that aren't. But I guess having yeah, well, this environment I mean, and I then mean, having the environment that I've experienced where going and seeing a kind of psychologist, there's a lot of people that wouldn't go. To have either of those things. We went spearfishing. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, me and Taram and uh, mm. Ava went spearfishing. Yeah. That's what the goal was. Yeah. And then we ended up conversing and confiding in each other. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is that, like, we weren't sitting around Taram's lounge room. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. Men, men, like, I'm one of them too. Like, you and I have a specific, a particular relationship. But even then, like, we don't always get into the nitty gritty as much as we do on the podcast. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We like to do shit. Men like to do shit. Me yeah. and Preston and dad, we only get into the deep shit. We're, we're, we're like hiking the Bibbulmun track, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we'll start talking deep like three hours in. 
Do you yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, it yeah. takes a while for us all to warm up and get comfortable and be like, yeah, okay, yeah. how vulnerable can I be in this environment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's what adventure therapy is, which is one of the things is a fishing charter. Mm. That's what you're saying. Mm. In blue therapy. But like imagine that, like a liverboard where you like where you're fishing all day and then at night you like imagine I'm, I'm picturing like a cray, like a, a cray boat, like an old cray boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You exactly. know, with like the with the roof on. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And there's like a barbie going. And there's like chairs and a t- like stainless steel like picnic chairs and table yeah, in the yeah. middle, and everyone's sitting there having snags and eating, and then like a whiteboard and eating fish. a cycle. <laughs> yeah, probably fish. I'm so used to not catching fish. Well, you spear a fish, and I was like, "We're not eating that, Dylan." <laughs> One of the psychologists are like with a whiteboard, and they like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a psychologist, yeah, yeah. but they start going through like some questions and answers and games and not game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And make it like an interactive experience where you've been out doing something all day. Yeah. You feel comfortable and then you're like, Actually, how's, yeah. how's everyone feeling about this thing that's going on in life? Yeah. Or you could even brand it in like the sense of, you know how, you know how when we were going to Seri initially mm. and John was like, you might not get, you might not get the same thing. So what you get out of it might not be the same as someone else. You might already know or be full bottle on some of the stuff that, you know, is coming through. But don't sit back and be silent because your experience and your knowledge on whatever is being discussed or, you know, taught or, you know, so on, someone else might get a lot out of your experience and what you have to say. So if you're in a situation, like don't ever feel like um, like you can't speak up and tell your story or, you know, you can't speak up and, you know, give your two cents. Mm. Um, I think that would be a good way to, I don't know why I've just created this business, but like a good way to like, you know, get people talking is to be like, the more you talk and helps other people, you know, someone might be in your similar situation. So Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. This well, has been a, um, whoever gets the biggest fish starts. <laughs> <laughs> well, so has to speak first. Yeah. Um, so I keep ripping my, do- my double pluggers and I've gone through 10 pairs this <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. someone like your dad who's just absolutely stoked just like yeah I've got my a lot in life's perfect <laughs> just hunky-dory um, um, speaking of which yes yeah, sorry I know we only do one hug of a week you want to do a hug but my hug of the week would be oh, we my, don't have to right <clears throat> my hug of the week would be my old boy because he has helped me paint the arbor and the bar for the wedding mm-hmm. marble bar no that um, some marble, the arbor and the bar for the wedding, and he went in on in the weekend and helped me, and actually got fucking pretty much. It was pretty much finished by the time I got there, even though I said that I was getting there when I got there. Um, that's just who he is. Um, but he's you know, he's noticed that I've been busy with work and busy with the wedding stuff, and he's just been jumping in and helping me wherever I can, wherever he can, and then on top of that. We've got a fishing trip booked for after the wedding. You're coming on. Yeah, we do. Um, and dad's just been like, what I was doing last year, like organizing the real, like like everything I was organizing last year because dad didn't know how to do it, what we needed or anything. Mm-hmm. Dad's just on the phone to me all week. Okay, so I've just organized this, blah, blah, blah. Picked up your reel. I've, the bearings are gone. So you've, your bearings are fixed and your reel. I've respooled really it. Oh, blah, wow. And I'm like, and then he's like, oh, I bought you a new, I bought you a new reel as well because yours is too small. And then 
He's got, I've got that spool. I've got bait organized. I've got, I've, I've made all my, I've made all our rigs. How many rigs do we need? Like, so he's what? just, he's just, and he loves it. He love he is really excited for this trip because, uh, because you're going. No, because, <laughs> because, uh, oh. you know, he's got both his boys there and then Scott and all, and uh, Luke and Ben. And then obviously you're coming. You've yeah. known my dad for 20 years. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad's no, just like, dad. you know, at that age where he's like, Oh, this is the fishing trip with the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just, you know. Oh, oh did you hear that from me? What? I just got so excited. <laughs> I got so I I got so naturally excited. Yeah. The inside of me just went, oh. <laughs> I just, like, yeah, anyway. But, you know. Yeah, the fishing trip with the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and dad. And yeah. he's just, he's just, um, yeah, he's been relieving a lot of the things that will need to happen now because we're going soon. And it's also the wedding soon. And those things that I'm like, fuck, that's hanging over my head. He's onto it. How am I going to paint this? Dad's like, I'll do it. bring it in, let's go, you know? And like, uh, yeah, just been real, like facilitating a lot of things that uh, just were on, a, were just on my- Just being a hell good dad. Yeah, but they were all on my plate. And yeah. he, like just massive stress reliever having him help me out the last like week and a bit. Yeah. So yeah, well, last week, yeah. What an epic man. Hug of the week. Awesome. Shout out to Carla. Yeah, big deal. That's cool. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, big deal. Fuck yeah. Mm. That's nice. Let's end it there. Yeah. Lovely. I'm really glad that you did that little spiel about your dad, and I'm really happy for you that your dad's doing that. That's sick. Yeah. That's a good day. Yeah, that's good. good dads. All right. All right, that was episode nine. <sighs> that was Fini- good. Finito. It's funny. I, I didn't think that I had a lot to talk about today. So we never Because I've been, we've I've been so chill. Really. I was like, I don't think that I've got – Lots to share. Yeah, so you just went back five years in time <laughs> and spoke about that instead. The smells, the colours. The <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thank you, bro. That was good. High five. High five. Nice one. See you next week for episode 10. Episode 10. The, the episode with maybe someone on it. Ooh, we'll who will it be? We'll find out next Secret. time on Dragon Ball Z.